Hey, yo, what's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to Reflections of a DJ, the road podcast presented by DJ City. Um, one of your hosts, DJ Crooked. I'm with DJ Never. Yo, what up? I'm with DJ D Miles. What's good? What's good? I'm with Jamie the Great. Yeah. And we got two special guests, one from Seattle, one from San Diego. Both are assholes. Both are great guys. Both are great DJs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's a good intro. Actually, one is more of an asshole than the other. Warm welcome. Yeah. I mean, uh, no, way, way, way more <laughs> of an asshole. see you guys, too. Exactly. We, got, uh, we got Four Color Zach and DJ Scooter. What's good, guys? What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Good to be here. Good to be here. What's up, fellas? Hey, how you doing? This is an odd pairing, right? It's the family welcome. Yeah, it's a nice, it's, it's a nice pairing. <laughs> it's a little different. It's like Gatorade and coffee together. Yeah, we are here. <laughs> Zach, uh, you got green hair. It's supposed to be blue. So. <laughs> <laughs> you did that shit last night. Yep. Had Hi to girl. be the, had to be the blonde it. over the blue. Just made it. It's matching your sweater, man. Yeah. He did that shit on purpose, though. He had to do that shit. He had a bunch of blue shit lined up. He's like, yeah, he's like, hey, we're going to kill him out there. Whatever whatever gets me that headline <laughs> slot, you know. Hey, 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 it's all about hey, the mimic. Hey. So we were, uh, Branding. Zach, where you at tonight? Tau. Tau. Scooter, you at? I'm at Jewel. Jewel. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. That's what's up. Yep. I'm not working tonight. <laughs> Must be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm off. Feeling more uncomfortable as, as, we, as we go. So uh, let's talk about... Uh, should we say out of town DJs coming into cities and taking gigs away from uh, <laughs> locals? Can y'all stay away from Perf- our shit? Perfect example. Why we were around our own table? Wow. <laughs> wow! In an island by yourself over there, as if all y'all haven't done the same shit in other cities. I don't even hear your mouths. Let's uh, let's talk about that. How do you feel? Do you feel guilty at all that there's talented DJs here? That I mean, I, anytime you're not working, I don't feel guilty. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine with taking your job. No problem. Don't worry. The more you talk, the more everyone understands who the asshole I was talking yeah, yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Zach sits here. Proudly. <laughs> By the way, shout out to everybody that's been watching our YouTube videos that come out every Friday, just so you know. Yeah, we got to oh. push this YouTube. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going for these uh, 250 views. We need to put that shit up. I got to ask We have Zach. So Zach's going to push us to get us a lot of views. I Zach, this, this is on video. So this whatever is all video you right make, here. Wow. You, whatever man. faces you make. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. All the videos are usually black and white, but right now it's gonna cut into you, and then it's gonna go color, and then bam, black, Wait. back to black and white. Peter, can we just make the green come <laughs> yeah, out? Yeah, just just key it in. Key it can in we do black it. and white just green? Do the whole video? You gonna do that? Yo, speaking of green ass <laughs> hair, y'all seen the the Joker pre uh, the trailer? Yes. Yeah. 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 I didn't. I'm check excited it out for it. Are y'all feeling it or no? I am. No. Nah. How, how are you gonna beat the last Joker? You can't. Exactly. Wait, the, so, the last, last Joker, because the yeah, last yeah. Joker was Jared Leto. <laughs> Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath yeah, Ledger's Heath Ledger. the one you, you speak you can't, about. You can't be Heath Ledger Joker. You just I wasn't, can't. I wasn't mad at the Jared Leto, I, like kind of fuckboy douche, douchebag. Nah, the Heath Ledger just, nah, it's crazy, nah, bro. Come on. Heath Ledger owned that. It's over. Like, yeah. I thought Jack Nicholson did a pretty good job at the mm-hmm. time, but Joaquin's going to kill it. Joaquin's going to kill it. But the movie's going to be painful, and I don't want to watch it. <laughs> really? Well, think about it. It's an origin story. I don't want to see all the bullshit he goes through to become this twisted fuck. I just don't like how the movie's looking like he was bullied into becoming the Joker. Does you know what I mean? I mean, I kind of, yeah. I like, kinda, life is hard, and I just Well, that's why the he became out. a villain. He was like, fuck He was a DJ. He was a DJ. <laughs> this is the origin story. Nah. This, was, this is the part two of 128 beats per minute or whatever that. What was that? <laughs> Is that the name of the movie? I don't know what you're talking you just about. Gotta, you got to feel it in your heart. <laughs> I'm with oh. you. <laughs> what was that? And then, I, and then I take it up a notch. 
No, no, what Zach, the fuck? I don't know. What is he don't you remember that movie? Damn that movie, Zach Efron. Zach, Zach, Zach Efron. Oh, movie. it was just on HBO. It's like one Shout of the worst, on. worst films ever. Shout out them jeans. Didn't, oh. didn't them jeans uh, uh, do some behind the scenes? He did the music for it. No, them jeans. I think did so. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was just. Uh, What's the word? I haven't had this yet. Let's before. be let's be clear. Like most of the DC movies have been pretty bad, guys. Let's yeah, be DC real. sucks. And this is me as a big fan of Batman, a big fan of all that stuff, comic books growing up. But DC, you know, I'm sorry. I have a lot of friends at DC. Apologize, but the movies have just not been. Yeah, but then why the fuck did uh, Aquaman? Worry, why was Aquaman such a success? I like. I actually like Aquaman. You're what? crazy. Yeah. For real? God, did you? Yeah. Yo, you couldn't pay me to. I don't. I haven't even seen that movie. It just yeah, looked wild. There's a lot of things that we cannot pay you to do, especially watching movies. You, <laughs> you wild. No, 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 no. See, if you haven't watched it, you really can't talk shit. I watched it. I can talk shit. It was bad. It was <laughs> just you can't talk written. shit if you can't even. It watch was just it. poorly <laughs> written. It was, but it looks like awful. sometimes I watch things specifically so but I can why, hate on them but correctly. Why, <laughs> but why would you? But why would you watch that? Because sometimes you just that's want why it. he comes to my I gigs. Want to know. Yes, like I want to. I want He's to. Like, I, I want to see. Sometimes they do really good stuff, but like just the storylines. How did you watch that the, all the way through? And then when we try to watch Terminator, what Salvation? We walked out we after walked fifteen out. minutes. Because, Terminator Salvation because right. Terminator Two, that Terminator Salvation might be one of the worst films that I've ever seen in a movie theater. Aquaman had to be worse than that. No, shit. no, no, it was not. Aquaman had a lot of CGI that was very entertaining. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. <laughs> and it was so much better than the movie you and I went to see, Terminator Salvation. Which one, one was Salvation? That's the one oh. with uh, the Batman. With Christian Bale? Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's the one where they had like brand new Jeeps that they just threw some dirt on and said they had some problem with it. That was the one that had an entire Transformer that made so many loud noises every time it moved, but somehow it just magically popped out of the air and surprised people. Like it didn't even make any sense. Like nobody like watched this movie before. It so, so speaking <laughs> of the phasers, the new phase DJ shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you get your sack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up with that? Are you still playing Pokemon right now? <laughs> he is still yeah. playing Pokemon. Well, I mean, this is the part of the pod I usually skip over. So yeah. I'm oh, wow. right <laughs> uh, I heard phases in the mail. Shout out phase. Shout out to phase. Wow. Send us one too. I don't know how that shit's gonna get hooked up though. Yeah, that's my question. That shit looks like. A headache to hook up. Nah, it's going to be easy. We got this. We got this. I hook up HID mode all the time. It's the same type shit. Yeah. On USB or CDJs. Yeah. So What's HID mode? What the fuck is that? Where you hook a USB into the back of each CDJ and you go into a hub and then you control the CDJs like they're controllers. You use like the cue points. Oh. It's, CDJs, it's yeah. the way. It's the way. Why? Why? Why do you do that when you can just do everything on the computer? Like right I don't like touching pictures. the computer. You just like have that out, out to the side. You like everyone to see this. I don't like a laptop in the front at all. Why? Why? It's just I can't see. I see, can't see who, people. What? I, I look at the screen and not the people. I want to see the people. It's only 13 and I want inches them in front see. of you. It took a long time to get this hair done, man. <laughs> <laughs> they There's a presentation me. happening here. They got to see me, not a laptop. Look Truth at this face. No. <laughs> um, that's exactly why, that's exactly why I have mine right in front of me. 17-inch <laughs> screen. 17-inch <laughs> screen. Um, Blocking your face. Wait, <laughs> I see, see I, need, I, need the, I need the laptop in front of me. Well, I get it if you want to do the cues off the thing. Yeah, like I've seen you do the cues off the thing. Scene does the cues off the thing. Yeah, I do too. Rock, Rock does. Um, but I don't. I don't I, but you're always asking for an S9. That's why. Yeah, and if I'm on a 900, I'm on CDJs, and I do the thing so I can use their cues. Yeah. Fuck shit. Oh, Fuck. Man. I'm better there on turntables. Start it over. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Tell me more about uh, Terminator and Salvation. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I actually want to talk about the S9. Do you use the S9 every time you go anywhere? You have it on your, your router? Yeah. I just started using it. I have a Wednesday night in San Diego that I do, and I've been using it the entire time. And I was like, I'm not even into this. But now 
And now when I go and get what I usually get was a Pioneer, I get upset. Yeah. I mean, the Pioneer, the 900 sounds a lot better. But yeah, I'm when I get the, like, you know what I'm saying, like the 900 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the 900 yeah, sounds yeah. a lot better, but Dude, once, just once you get used it, to it. Man, it is so much. I've said this before. Sure. The reason why I got S9 was because of Four Colors Zach. Hear that, Pioneer? I got one. <laughs> <laughs> I bought it full retail, too. Kick down. Hear that, so Pioneer? So, are you doing the S9 in the 1200s? S9 in the 1200s. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. It's, yeah. it's, dude, it's like. It, once again, like I always like innovations that make me feel like I get new body parts. Yeah. Like when Serato first came out, I'm like, oh shit, I just grew an arm in my chest. Yeah. Oh, now I can do like three <laughs> things. Now I can do a loop and this and this and this. Like I don't like, that's why, like when Serato keeps updating and like, oh, we did this, we did this. I'm like, none of that shit helps me do anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I like, I like, I like, in a, like, I like innovations that make DJ, make me cooler as a DJ or I can do cooler new things that I could never pull off before. Do what you, it, Do you sync? I, no man, these turntables. I, you sing. I do. You, you, <laughs> you sing? sing? Fuck yeah! Why? Because How? Craze got yes. you into that. I got bullied by Craze yeah. into using it. So boring. Because, no, because no, actually. Don't you like it when you just don't know what's gonna happen next? That's the fun <laughs> thing. Maybe I fuck this up. Maybe I drop it perfect. Maybe it's awesome. Like that's oh, I my can fuck. Thing. Don't worry, I fuck shit up with sync. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need sync to. Uh, no, it, it, it's it's just like it's just like the argument goes. It's. That one extra step, I can cue things faster. And yeah, I, arguably, I was probably just as fast when I was doing it all myself. But you know how many times Craze would sit there and watch me and be like, why are you doing all of this? I don't need to see you change the BPM. Just oh my do God, it. dude, this is, this is the worst argument for that shit ever. And let me tell you why. Yeah. This is, I always use the dirt bike argument. If I enjoy like riding a motorbike in the, in the desert, and then I love it. I love the dirt. I love the sweat. I love riding it. I love the wind in my pause, face. Pause, pause, pause. Pause. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. But like, yeah. <laughs> Big pause. You know I what I'm saying? Like, I, love, I love everything about that. That's how I feel about DJing. So every time they make it a step easier, it gets a step less fun for me. Like, mm. I, like, I, like, the, you like, the I like the difficulty. Yeah. Like, when That's, they make things easier or yeah. they take steps away from me where... You know what I mean? Like I say, now I'm on a virtual dirt bike. And then my friend's like, no, this is exactly the same. Man. Why you waste your time? It's so dirty to do that other dirt bike. You know what I mean? And now I'm on this dirt bike in a nice clean room. I'm like, oh, I mean, this is kind of okay. This is all right. You know? And, I, and then the next year they're like, nah, fuck that, man. Here's a joystick. You can just sit a in a perfect room and look, they got like drinks right here and you can just sit here and just play. <laughs> all right, well, I'm like, about, it's not the same thing. How about this? I, had a I was talking to somebody. I agree that if you enjoy it, then that's the end of the argument. If you enjoy it, do it. But okay, so how about this? Would you say the same thing for using an echo effect? Whereas, like back in the day, you'd have to manually echo out, right? But now you can just boop, 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 boop. You know, it's the same. It's it's updated technology to make your job easier, make things a little smoother, and let you do other cooler shit. Okay, I'll give you the echo button. I never actually thought of that. that but way. I do agree, though. I think, if I think you're the, enjoying it, then but that's I think all the echo matters. button is a little. The question is the question is is that how much more shit are you doing? Sadly. A lot of drinking. No, no, no. no. <laughs> Ooh. No, but you, you're that doing. Ice is you're getting doing, cold. <laughs> you're doing way more shit with the cue points effects. Yeah, I mean, I took and all of this shit. The time that I saved doing that, I end up putting elsewhere. Right. Yeah. It's and then Scoot, you're just doing everything a little more old school. Pause. I mean, just like scratching. No, I'm and, just trying to add to stuff, like do more and yeah, more. Yeah, but you're scratch, not doing echo. Yeah, but do you're not doing tone play remixes. And stuff. No, 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 no. Yeah. This, this guy is doing stuff I'm definitely not No, but uh, Espinosa does. Espinosa yeah, still Espinoza uses. Does. He uh, he still does all the pitches manually, and he moves mm -hmm. three times faster than me. It actually makes me uncomfortable watching him play because he's so fast. Ditto. Like, everything he does is <laughs> perfectly calculated and per 
and he's still adjusted everything. I think think he wound the mixer up in the beginning of the night too. <laughs> wound like, the mixer. But watching Scooter is like watching a workout because he he gets into it. Watching a workout. That's why I sweat so much. <laughs> like Scooter, I don't even want to. A lot like a lot like watching Crooked though. I don't even want to bother Scooter or Crooked when no I see. One thing is our besties. Jesus. All right, guys. Why why aren't we at Coachella? We're not cool enough. Oh, we didn't What's get the tickets. On? The tickets are, they didn't get here in the moment. I don't know. Man. Who has been? Who has been? Have you guys been? I've never, I've never, never been. been. It looks I've been. awful. Never. I've been. You been uh, Zach? Mm-hmm. It looks awful. <laughs> Kanye, Kanye this year, right? No. Is it? No. Yeah. He was no, supposed to. Actually, oh, they're doing the Sunday service. Yeah. yeah. Man. Yeah, Man. dude. It's just, honest, it's it's real H. dirty. There's a lot of young, young, young people that are just out of their minds. And like, to listen to the concert, I want it to be more intimate at, you know, at this stage of my game, being politely saying that I'm old. I don't want to be amongst a bunch of other people jumping up and down. Like I played there, um, I had this like Heineken tent thing. I wasn't on a big stage, obviously. It was like a little Heineken tent thing. And it's not little. I've seen it. It's a little. Thing. Compared to all the ones, it's a lot. <laughs> Lavelle and I played there together, yeah. and it was like, and I went in with like high hopes because I was like, yo, I've never been to Coachella. This is dope. It was the year Duran Duran was there. That's how long, that's how long ago that was. But um, and it was cool to see all those bands, but you didn't really get to. It's not like seeing them in a venue where you can like really hear them. Like there's multiple musics being played. Yeah, but the lineup is kind of it's, it's not. There's so much going on. How do you beat what was Beyonce last year? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You beat that shit. She was with, the talk of the of the whole thing. Yeah, like, social got, media was flooded with her last. I just year. noticed Did a lot. Did she even of, even have a hit song that year? Like nah. a really big song. No, nope. and it was still the biggest shit. She yeah. didn't need one, bro. She doesn't need one anymore. She brought Destiny's Child out. Yeah. <laughs> Bro, she does single ladies, and that's just gonna go. No, but I noticed a lot of like uh, last minute influencers getting last oh. minute tickets. I was waiting for that word to get thrown around. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was like, like maybe like maybe they didn't sell too well. No, nah, like just... I think attendance is down and shit. Mm-hmm. So a lot of motherfuckers are like, hey, did you you want to come out? What are you doing this weekend? Festival fatigue. Mm-hmm. Too many festivals. I mean, the lineup is kind of weak this year. Also, who who's on it? I didn't see. Um, Childish Gambino. That's the headline headliner. Wow. Ariana Grande. And okay. then some Paula and band that Solange just, pulled out, right? Pause. Really? Yeah, that was a sultry pause. That was a sultry pause, man. Pause. <laughs> I've never, uh, I've, I'm, I've never gotten into Solange. I like her music. Pause. She's dope. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> she had a dope yeah. album in 2008 that came out. Into huh? Solange. When she was like really on her Diana Ross and Supremes vibe. People really like, like the new album. Yeah. People really like the new yeah. album. I feel like they like the last album more than this yeah. the current one. But oh yeah, yeah current one ones. wasn't. Wait wait, who would you want? Who would you want on Coachella? What what would be like the person, the people you the think top three sing? headliners? Yeah, who would you want? Well, Kanye was supposed to headline this year, and he bounced but out. They couldn't get the set together in time for his show. Wait, so. I thought he was going to do the Sunday service there though. No, he's still doing the Sunday service, but he was going to do a headlining. Set. Oh yeah, he was supposed to headline. That doesn't make any sense. Like, it I'm makes, it makes Kanye sense. I guess. So you have <laughs> you, this year. You have like Solange, Kid Cudi, Weezer, J Balvin, Billie Eilish. Uh, I like her. Ariana Grande, Khalid, Zed, Wiz Khalifa. Yeah. I mean, it just sounds like Diplo, DJ Snake. You know, I it think sounds like we've seen this episode before. Khalid is big enough to headline. Push your teeth. No, Khalid. Yeah, no. Nah. He has a huge following. Like I said before, yes. I'm yeah. gonna, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you. Yeah, honestly, like he's massive. Just maybe not in our world, the club world. His hips but is massive. massive. Sure. Pause. <laughs> Damn. Pause. What is going he's, on? He's like a shirt and just pause. He's Khalid is massive. You never seen Khalid? He's thick as fuck. Yeah. No, no, I've never. He seen wears khakis. Like bottom heavy. Hey man, if, <laughs> if you saw him walk away, you might be like, Yo, ma. 
Oh my. <laughs> yo, ma. And he'd be like, oh, Khalil, yo, what's I good? might hit him up on the stoop. <laughs> <laughs> yo, mommy, mommy, you go. No, nah, I'm just kidding. He'd see it we might have to front. edit this out, too. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being edited out. This is funny shit. No, mm. no, nah, nah, but Khalil, had, too big, Khalil but got some hits. Yeah. And he got some hips. He's got a following. He got both of them. <laughs> hits and hips. He's thick. Hits he's and thick, hips. man. You know he's thick. <laughs> hits and hips. He, the, he, he can hits and hips. <laughs> Am I lying though? Am I lying? Double He's H. thick. He's not thick. It was like Scooter trying to wear skinny jeans. <laughs> I, I do. I tried. That's not stand up you know Scooter. Yeah, no one's <laughs> turn around. <laughs> they're pretty skinny. I don't know, man. Looks just it's, uh, they're, they're kind of tight. Like Scooter ain't built but for that. It's been around for a little, little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little tight. <laughs> just keep catching Pokemon. You guys don't have any Pokemon in here. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get serious here, guys? Jesus. Can't. <laughs> Back to the S9. I uh, like I like how Serato has like these interviews. Who did they have an interview with? Uh, Jazzy Jeff and uh, I forgot. Uh, uh, Kenny Dope. We are nowhere near that caliber. No, yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> That's why they do the big time. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> it's like the Eric Andre It's show. embarrassing. All right, let's get serious. Uh, right, back to the S9. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's just save it. All right, why don't we talk about this fucking article that you brought up earlier? Oh, so in case you guys didn't know, I mean, maybe you do, I but don't know. there was an article I read that was talking about pretty much Vegas has become a spot for millennials and it's like pretty much taking over the music. It's like the music mecca versus being a place where people take their careers to die. Basically saying that oh, uh, oh. like artists are actually coming oh. here. But when an artist would get a residency here, it would be like career suicide. It would be like right, right. their career is on the downfall. Now yeah. it's like almost like, you know, it's the place to have like a residency you're here, for you're popping. Yeah. Now with chaos opening and Dre's and all these places that become, it's more like a concert venue. This is where you go to see entertainment. That's right. what Vegas is becoming currently right now. Like that's where I see it going. Yeah. Like people come here to be like, see the biggest acts in the world. Yeah. And, and to see the, but I'm very curious, the quality of those acts is not always like, you're not going to see a concert. I think people in their mind, they think they're going to go see a concert, but they don't understand the difference between a club performance and a concert. So it's yeah. a difference. You know what I mean? So I think it depends, on, it, it depends on the venue though. Absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. Because some people can throw a straight up concert in the venue. So right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've yet to, I've yet to go see. Um, but where does the DJ fit in all of that? That's the question. Well, the, those people are not going to throw four-hour concerts <laughs> that's that's the that's where we're, we're gonna fit in we're gonna get in where we fit in like they're, we always have they're not all elton yeah exactly <laughs> they don't got that long of a catalog <laughs> no but i'm saying but i'm saying is that uh is that the budget gets obviously cut down yeah on a lot of shit and what we've been noticing in vegas is that the dj budgets have been going down oh massively sadly that's all over the country man it is it's just going all over like that Kind yeah, it's just this is how it goes, man. It's slicktical. If you're in the, if you're in this game long enough, you know you see ups, you see downs, you see ups, you see downs. You know, it's it's all about. That's why people they're only really like, you don't depend on that good money. Like I always look at my career like an athlete. Like I know I'm going to be making a pretty good amount of money for a certain time, so I save that for the you know the lean days. But you're 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 mostly in nightclubs, yes. right? See, Zach, you're the total opposite, kind of a little bit. You you do a lot of more event kind of coordinated stuff i guess so yeah yeah i'm kind of trying to be and then you dabble in nightclub i like to dabble yeah yeah i mean still nightclubs are still a majority of it a sure. majority of it yeah but have you seen a difference or not really mm, not for me 
but mm-hmm. but that's also there's a difference i'm not on a, the same tier as everybody else like we all are on different tiers everybody so your tier may not be affected as much as maybe the higher tier because the higher tier is dealing with such bigger numbers right so suddenly you know i talk to a lot of people who have gotten their budgets cut more than half you know mm-hmm. i wonder but, like but somebody that's, <laughs> that's up there yeah cut my budget sorry from, from 25 to to 20 i'll be all right yeah. <laughs> now i just wonder like people like i wonder people like jazzy jeff or like even like z trip you know what i mean to quote another zach like those dudes they do a lot of private functions That's and like Z- bigger events he's a zach i don't know if we count him oh wow what up zach <laughs> well, scooter i got a question do you think it's like smart to have these artists do club shows versus concerts because i feel like and you've probably gone through this too after a person does a show in a club it's almost impossible to keep the crowd as a dj yeah it's even worse when they don't show up oh i've done that one that's been rough (laughs) just get that front row of just angry women just looking up at you just like you are not two chains yeah i got that when i was at one time somebody i think was it two chains i didn't show up i think it was and they they strung it along and they hit me at like two they're like i think that happened to you one time at one oak with uh, bryson tiller they're not coming bryson tiller yeah he came late no, I think he didn't come at all. Nah, he he showed up. Huh? Oh, he showed up. Yeah, but he didn't perform. He did. Yeah, yeah. No, they all. I mean, they all performed. Some of them later than than usual. Oh, okay. But it's a struggle. I think when you have performers there, you're just attracting a different crowd that doesn't go to nightclubs. Absolutely. True. And then when you have this crowd that doesn't know how, that have never been in nightclubs, and there to see the artists, it's just a different vibe. And then you have to play a little bit differently to get everyone going. So that that kind of it just be, it becomes a different energy in the club, now, see, and I think if every club is doing that, if every club is like following this recipe now, if this is like the recipe of success for nightclubs, I think you're just gonna you're not gonna capture that that uh, that nightclub energy like it was back in the day when it was all in the hands of the DJ and people wanted to go and see beautiful people and be like sexy and have it and you know what I mean intimate. So I think the only way to really get that or capture that, to me, would be like smaller venues, lounges, and shit like that. I think there'll always be places to have that kind of vibe, like people like like your friend MoMA, or like a, you know those kind of those kind of guys, like mm-hmm. someone who has their own following who is into like having something sexy. That's a good music party, though. I'm talking about nightclub, like just like straight up nightclub bangers and hits and shit. Well, this is like, what they're know? gonna they're gonna have to pivot because not everyone has that budget. They're gonna pivot or die. So like nobody. Uh, not everybody has a marshmallow, a Cardi B budget. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, or even a two chains budget. So these people are gonna have to pivot and do something else. And they're gonna have to go in to find people that look, this is gonna be a good time. Maybe you, you know, won't see a big star, but this is gonna be a fun time. And they're gonna find those DJs who can create those fun times. There's always room for somebody who can rock a room and make people happy and surprise people. There's always room for a DJ who can make a crowd go, Oh, if you can keep doing that, you'll be all right. That's what I always say. I just think when you have that crowd that's going for the performer, the energy isn't it isn't quite there, and then the catalog of music that you can play in a club, it it really just changes. It does to me. That night, I had a girl standing right in front of me. She was there, I guess, since nine o'clock, since they opened the door, ten o'clock, whenever they opened, and she just stared at me, death stare. Did not dance, did not mouth any of the lyrics to any of the songs that I played. She just stared at me. That's what Jamie does when he comes and sees me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just staring at Zach. So awkward. Like, go ahead. Like, no matter what, the cryo goes off. She's just, 
Unaffected. Just like stank <laughs> face. Like you are not. Hey, Does that fuck up your night? Oh man, it's terrible. Yeah. It's so. I'm such. It's so. It's so sad. What like a like a sorry little bitch I am when it really comes to being like things messing up my chi or whatever when I'm DJing. Mm-hmm. It only takes like a couple little things. Like someone saying something super negative to like throw me off my game for like a good like half hour. Zach, you're not, like you're not really group. dealing with that where you have to DJ for a lot of guests or like uh, performances mm, and no. shit like that. He is the guest. <laughs> I, mean, I do opening sets when we, I go on tour a dream. Yeah, but you it's know? not the same. Man. It's <laughs> like, it's no, no, I don't shit. have to. No, not really. I don't have to do a whole lot of that. Nah. I've done it. Not much. It's like a foreign age right now. It's just like a. It's just something that we're all all dealing with right now. Yeah. Like uh, when I hear stories about Ross uh, DJing for like at One Oak or something in New York, and some rappers there, and he has to play the diplomatic card of what he's allowed to play and what he's not allowed. Oh, to like play. who's in the That's room? Tough. Yeah. yeah. Or like yeah, any of that. It just gives me anxiety, and I mean that. Hats off to him. That I mean, that's, like a that's lot what's of happening work. when we have performers that it limits the catalog of what we can play too. Right, because you can't play who they're beefing with or whatever. Right, their yeah. exes, mm-hmm. all that. For example, if like a like a, if a Rick Ross is there and he and as soon as he steps in the building, it's MMG all like I got to just start yeah. just yeah. banging. Out MMG. You can't play no Fifty Cent. Yeah, <laughs> see, <laughs> MMG and shit like no that. Burn, see, right? I would. I, may, I don't pay enough attention. You, I'm not on. You got to know the politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could. Craze sends me all these like world star videos. It's like, damn, you still watch that shit? Damn. Who's, who's the one? Shit. Who was the one rapper that we were like, damn, man, you can almost like you can't play shit because they had beef with everyone. I mean, oh. besides Fifty Cent, I mean, it was like one other dude. Was it? Uh, it was like uh, this is back new? in there. I think it was when, when I mean, this is when Jigga used to do club events. Yeah, it was like, yo, you can't play Cam. You can't play. Well, nah, it's not it's, like we play Cam, but. It was like what? you can't play Wayne, you, you play, can't play this. You don't play Cameron? The Dipset anthem. I mean, it's like like I don't have to play Cameron, but you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I love Cameron. Yeah. I think at the time Little Wayne was like huge and we were like, yo, we can't play Little Wayne. Can't play this dude, can't play that dude. It was like the Jigga cat. At the time he was like the Drake. Like every other song had Little Wayne on it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I remember that. I remember that being like, whoa. Might have been even worse than Drake, because he was on every feature. Every feature. No, every yeah. and he made his own feature. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes the artists didn't even know it was a remix. That shit was crazy. Um, what, I was thinking Chris Brown. He had beef with a lot of people, but he don't give a fuck. I don't think, man. He's a little more cool. Nah, I've seen videos where he curses people out for playing playing, playing Drake. Drake. Like, oh, for real? In LA, yeah, yeah. So he's probably a tough one. Actually, I do remember that. Yeah. There was a time where yeah, he would wild out on people for playing Drake. Drake. I don't think he gives a fuck now. You think yeah, nah, I think, nah, probably nah. not anymore. I mean, did he? Wasn't he on stage with Drake? Or am I crazy? Yeah, I think they're cool. Yeah, they're cool, but they, they have this like. On and off beef, it's like a like a rivalry yeah. thing with them. Hey, what was that Slim Slim Jimmy, Ray Scrammer? Oh, <laughs> he jumped and he that? punched the DJ and he beat up the DJ. Well, because I thought it was the lighting guy or the video oh, guy. It was I don't the lighting know. guy. I don't know. Does anyone know Slim what happened? DJ. No. Wasn't he? Did the DJ know. cut his verse? Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> Rick James, bitch. Uh, no, they didn't give no info. Where was it at? None of that. Shit. You think Slim Jimmy's on on coke? He's like a small dude though. I He's can't see small. small dudes on Coke. What? That's they're nah. probably more I just can't see them. They're just like those little like uh I don't know, I just can't see them. <laughs> can you see a, a really big fat guy doing Coke either? No, right? I no. can. I just think like it doesn't take much to get like a little guy like going like zip like just give him like a can of Coke uh, or something. Sugar. Like a Pepsi. <laughs> give him sugar? <laughs> sugar rush to get him off. <laughs> A fat doing coke, <laughs> fat dude doing coke is crazy. He slipped, slipped Jimmy in. 
<laughs> it's a fucking here's a Snickers. Like go knock yourself out. There's a Snickers and some Pepsi. Go yeah. go and some Mountain Dew. Just fucking wild out. Yeah, that dude's up. like five feet all night. He's like super little. Uh, but he makes me look tall, and I'm like five six. I don't understand. You could talk a lot of shit to other people and be that small for real. That's just some internet shit. You got money. That. I can still Mayweather. punch you right in your face, no matter how much money you have. That's small, we said right? this last episode. Who cares if they got money? We can't say. Oh, I'm not saying money. I care, but people care. People care. His people care that he has money. Well, they got And they're the ones who are amping him up. Yeah. That's true. So if he has beef, they're the ones like, yo, you should, yo, we gonna fuck him. Well, up. they got his back. Yeah. yeah. Going, well, that's that's who's paying the tab at the end of the night. <laughs> they gotta have his back, or else they're gonna walk home. Yeah, that's why he could talk shit because yeah. he got. It's been, back yo, because he's got guns. It's <laughs> been a, it's been a minute since anyone attacked the DJ though. When was, was the last, last time? time before that? Huh? I can't recall the last time before that. I, I just only the time I've seen is Travis Scott fucking with DJs. He's just notorious for that. Really? Yeah, I've, I don't know where. I've, I've seen it multiple times. Doing what? Just telling the DJ like, "Yo, you're horrible." But he's oh, ha- oh okay. Oh. Yeah, but is, was this is like, isn't he also notorious for not bringing any of his music and not giving a set list? There's like multiple videos of him shitting on DJs. Literally, like, "Yo, this is the worst DJ." And then there's like another one where he was maxing out like all the volumes and the gains, and the, and the DJ was trying to turn it down. And he smacked the kid's hand and shit. <laughs> Yo, Travis got smacked my hand. I don't know what I would do. You're pulling his dreads. Huh? You're pulling his brains. No, I don't I don't know how I would react. I mean, that's... You probably would push him off the stage. Like, you Instinctively, you no, would if he do slapped something. your hand, you wouldn't do nothing. You, you would think about doing something and you'd be heated. But now if yeah. he slapped your face... <laughs> I don't know what I'd do. Oh, man. Instinctively, you would do something if he smacked you in the face. Nah, I mean, yeah, for, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I would Duke's a hazard the booth and just go at him for sure. <laughs> just slide over the booth. Exactly. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen anyone disrespect a DJ like that in a fucking minute. Well, Fifty. Yo. What did Fifty do? He stepped on a record. Yeah. When the dude played, he like played the wrong version of he a song. Pl- right? He played the um the remix of "I Get Money." Yeah, with like with Diddy, with right? Diddy and Jay Z, and he had beef with Diddy at the time. Yeah, or some I shit. think so. And Diddy. And Jay Z, yeah, man, that's crazy. crazy. I can't deal with that shit. Um, what do you call it? I want to talk to you guys a little bit about being married. You guys are both married. Yeah. You guys got both uh, beautiful daughters. Yeah. How old is yours? Should be nine this year. Hey, fine. Oh, wait, wait. Yeah, porno, <laughs> porno elbows, porno elbows. We don't know who was in this this room before us. <laughs> so you guys being like, you know, obviously on the road all the time. You know, having to juggle family and stuff. And I just want to kind of have a serious talk on how you juggle all the side chicks that you have in different cities. <laughs> what? No? Yeah. Yo, I did not know that. anything about the side Zach, I swear. So, this was, I was with you the whole time. That was, you guys don't have any Pokemon here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we're, we're, we're driving the Pokemon. Oh, wow. Is that, is that not? Scooter no. face That's not right. Let's talk about how they're away from their families and they miss things, guys. <laughs> Not the side chicks that they don't have. I know how frustrating it could be, you know. So like turn to up the heat in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to turn red. <laughs> now, I'm just bringing this shit up because I, actually I just saw one of my boys in Chicago. He got two kids, like dope family dude, like doesn't sleep. He's just telling me like he doesn't not sleep at all. And I recently uh, kind of spoke with Zach briefly, but I was like, dude, you look like you need a fucking vacation, bro. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate that. You look fucking, you look fucking, like, you just look overworked. 
I'm not saying you look like. You look great, bro. You look great. What? We Listen, came on this podcast voluntarily. I know, voluntarily, yo, right? Son, you don't see your own <laughs> stories. You're like, you look exhausted. You're like, yo, come and see me tonight. It's like, it's I, like, like again, it's Zach. Like, I'm team like you. Last, I'm not team Kirk. It's like right. the last three percent of the battery that's like, <laughs> wow, that, that's doing that. That yeah, he's Instagram not wrong. Poem. He's not wrong. Yeah, yeah. He's not. <laughs> it's it, it's tough. Know. It's tough though. It is really tough. I mean, you're a little bit farther down the line than me. I had like, I had a straight up breakdown like year one. Like it really messed up my DJing. Real talk. Like. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I, I lost a lot of gigs because honestly, for an entire year, I just didn't give a fuck about DJing anymore. And I've never felt that way. When my baby came, it just was completely different for me. I had this new thing in my life, and it's all I wanted to focus on, all I wanted to do. And I just, all these things I was doing, I was just, it just got less important. And I, it was terrifying because I, I didn't want it, that to happen, but it happened. And it was just like, and he was just watching it go, man. I went and I went out and like took my real estate license. I went and, like looked at other jobs. I'm like, man, am I gonna have wait? To do so you else? actually questioned like to yeah. stop DJing? Yeah, man. I was like, what am I doing? Somebody set me straight. It was one of this, uh, one of this, uh, shout out to to Mina who owns the local place in San Diego. She, uh, I was talking to her. I'm like, yo, man, like I was talking about like just being a local DJ. I'm like, maybe I should just stay home. Like, but why is that? What what happened? The way I grew up, like Zach's, dis- it looks like you disagreeing. Like that did not happen to you at all. Well, like, I mean, you had that. Well, well, the way I grew up, my dad wasn't ever at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, wait, Zach, don't go ahead, go ahead. Keep, keep going. Don't listen to him. Yeah, don't listen to him. <laughs> you said what? It's clear about your dad. Yeah, this, this shit. It just, my dad was never there, and I always wanted, never wanted to be that guy that was uh-huh. never there. And uh-huh. I just thought to myself. I mean, at the time, I was gone. I mean, I'd be gone weeks. Just, just, just got. I'm like, oh, so it was like some deep shit. Yeah, it was like I was like, what am I gonna? What am I doing here? Like, what's more important to me? And like, you know, I'm, I'm, I've always never thought that I had to be a DJ. I really want to be a DJ. I, I can do other shit, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It was just, it was just one of those times where I was just, I was doubting like what I wanted to do. And then what turned it around? Time, just time and talking to other DJs, like people, <laughs> believe it or not, I, I was talking to um, Darude, the guy who made Sandstorm <laughs> yeah. on the Groove Cruise and, because he has a, a little boy. He's like seven. Time is like three or whatever. The Groove Cruise. The Groove Cruise, right. It's like an EDM party yeah. on a ship. Yeah, biggest uh, EDM party on the ship. It's fun. Been doing it for like... Is it bigger than the one that Zach... You do Holy one, ship? right? You do Holy Ship. Mm-hmm. That's the big budget one. They got Calvin Harris and Zach on it. We can't afford those dudes. <laughs> okay. No, 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 Sometimes no, no. I get his uh, check on accidents. <laughs> oh, see what happens. Lucky you. <laughs> <laughs> All that matters is who has the bigger room on the ship. I finally got a good room on the ship. Nice. Like he's psyched about that. <laughs> Don't make me start it's talking all, about my new kids on the block cruise. Oh, you know what I'm saying? It's all oh. about getting a patio. I do two cruises now. You know that? I do Aventura uh, dance cruise too, Latin dance cruise. Really? That's the one you should go on. Aventura? Oh. Like the, the band? No, no. It's, it's called Aventura uh, dance oh, cruise. Okay. It's like a Latin dance cruise. Oh, that's dope. You yeah, should yeah. go on that quicker. Why should I go on this? You might find your honey there. Your because wife. anything that goes dunk, da dunk, 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 da dunk, dunk is what you like. Yeah, I like that. I do like that. I do like that. I mean, if, if it wasn't for any of that shit right now, I mean, it'd, it'd be, be hard to DJ right now for me. That's a good point. It'd be you more angrier than it already is. What about you? Did you have a breakdown like Scooter? I think that if you're in, oh, how do I say this? Um, <laughs> because if you've if you if you have a, a a legitimate DJ career that you care about, you have had multiple breakdowns and if you haven't then you don't you haven't fully given everything to mm-hmm. it just yet you know i i envy all these kids that i see who 
everything's carefree and like DJing is so tight. Look, I'm on the gram the whole time. It's so easy. It's just easy money. If you're not, if you haven't had existential crises, crises throughout your life, then you're not trying hard enough. Hence, yeah. hence the green hair. Yeah. I remember <laughs> wow. I was, I was, Always, man. I was texting Zach oh. one day. I was texting Zach one day and I said, yo, I want to kill myself. He goes, oh, then you're doing the right thing in your life. Good job, <laughs> man. Yep. That means you care. Yeah. He's like, oh, that means you really care. That's true. Care. That's true. I yeah. actually, I totally agree with that, man. If yeah. you're not passionate, if you don't feel that passion about what you're doing. Yeah. Like when the passion goes, that's when I get terrified. That's what was terrifying about it is that my passion was going. And I was like. I have no control over this. I didn't have control of being passionate about it to begin with. Well, you felt like you had to sacrifice one or the other, right? That you couldn't have both. I, not so much. It was as, it was just, this was just going. Mm-hmm. Like I had no control. I couldn't hold on to it. It was just going. And I felt myself DJing and I never DJ and I'm like, oh, like when is this shit going to be Like I'm never that way. I'm yeah. always, if I'm late with like four people, I'm going to have fun with four fucking people. I don't care. Mm-hmm. So it was like, for me to feel like this was a job all of a sudden was, was freaking me out. Is that the hardest time though? The first two years, would you guys both? It was, say a, that? It was a one year, man. After that, like it just came back. It just came back. I figured out what I had to do. What and, and but what like, is it with like regular motherfuckers who have kids and they tell me like, yo, I, you never get sleep, and I'm like, I, I don't think that will bother me, yo. Like the sleep schedule, just because we're used to it, right? Yeah, it didn't bother me really. Zach, I mean, was it the same thing? I'm, it's fine. It's just regular nine to five motherfuckers that yeah. don't get the hours, right? It's people that know that they have to wake up early anyway to get lots of stuff done in their lives. Uh, and don't <laughs> complain about 9 a.m. clothing drops. Because that's how I want to buy a two-cent ship. It's always sold out by the time I wake up because it sells out very quick. I don't, I don't think that, it, you know, people that have a lot going on in their lives, they get up early. It's yeah, just normal. Exactly. So kids well, or no you, kids, yeah. If we don't get up early, we're not afraid to get up early. Right. Yeah. Nothing right. wrong with getting a little less sleep. Yeah, but you like when you come home, like if if I DJ till four AM and I take a six AM flight home straight, you know, to see I, I go straight home and see my daughter mm-hmm. and my wife. That cause I want to. You know what I mean? And that's important to me. Like so you take that, you know, you just you know, you, you replace going to the strip club to get, <laughs> get on the plane early. Wait, how could home. you how could you do that? So you, just, you just don't go to the strip club. Done. I just Where don't do you get your chicken fingers You completely lost me now. Uh, <laughs> I can't understand you. Uh, from what I remember, uh, Zach, your girl was pregnant when you were doing the, the, the Red Bull 3 star, right? When you won? No, no. We had, we had our kid already. Oh, okay, cool. Yep. Um, no, I was in advertising when we had our kid. Oh, okay. I was still DJing like five nights a week. But in locally. Oh, I got a question for you though. Oh. When when you knew the due date was around, did you try to stay local or did you have like? Plans I was already I was already trying to stay local because I had a I had a uh, advertising nine to five. Oh yeah, that's right. Job. That's right. So I was DJing like five days a week locally. I would do a couple spot dates, but they were so few and far between. I used to turn down most of my gigs out of town because it was just I didn't see a point. Now I mean, whatever. Um, <laughs> but no, back then it was easy because I was already home. It would be way different if I was on the road, though. I was, I was freaking out. That was, like, plus, my biggest fear. Plus, I mean, due dates, they're guesses. Yeah, you, you never, never know. know. <laughs> you never so if know. you start canceling gigs around a due date... That's dumb. You need to take a lot of time I just before tell, and after. I would just tell everyone, I'm like, I don't want to be farther than an hour away from home. I just told my like, within this, like, three-week period. Yeah, but... So you, you know, think, it's, important, you think it's important to be there for the birth of your child? <laughs> <laughs> Is that a yes or no? <laughs> Like, listen, guys, we're dealing with a guy. I don't know, man. If I got a gig in Atlantic City or something. <laughs> she should wait. I got a gig in Atlantic City. If it's a big paycheck, 
I, I think I, I might tomorrow. take that gig. I see you tomorrow. I see the kid the next day. You guys, you guys single? <laughs> you guys, no, but honestly, single? is that important though? I don't know. Depending man. on the money, so. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say this. Depending <laughs> on the money, maybe I don't know. Yeah, man. Just tell her to hold it. Tell her to hold it. I don't know. Yeah, you guys are what? Wow. Look, I'm on this side of the table, fellas. Jesus, I'm with you guys. This understand? Is a weird <laughs> podcast. <laughs> mm. um, speaking of two cents. Right, you guys are killing the merch, right? This merch shit. We were not talking about two cents, by the way. You weren't it. speaking about two cents, and you saying you couldn't get up early for their fucking hoodie the shit. Nine a.m. drops on Monday, huh? Yeah. Shout to Zach. Historically, historically. Hey, uh, it takes. I'm up at six. That takes you a long time. Why didn't you hit up Zach and get the, the t-shirt? Yeah. I'm not gonna text Zach. I no favorites. Support. You got support. That could easily text him. You gotta see? wake up. See this guy? That's how it should be. I would have texted him. <laughs> you want to text him the whole no, I want to be like, why? Because it's like you gonna buy the shirt. They'd be like, yo, can you hold the shirt for me? Yeah, What's no. The, the the big boys of two wait, Zach, sets. you're not holding merch for anybody. That's no. Oh, uh, did you hear the buzz? Guys, yeah. start over, guys. Start over. <laughs> <laughs> there was an error, audio error. Hey, yo, if y'all want over. merch, just just DM Zach at the <laughs> next <laughs> drop. Wow, he's gonna hold some shit for you. All right, he got gotcha. you. So, no. no problem. No, <laughs> no problem. Use our promo code Bro Podcast for extra twenty. So, how does it feel selling merch and taking advantage of your followers and taking their money and shit? Feels great. <laughs> feels great. Feels good. No Pokemon. You guys are gonna love the next drop. Oh shit! The when promo code actually makes it twice as expensive, but Bro Podcast for the promo. But you might get it earlier. So. I see. It's, it's. I mean, it's. It's like it's getting big. Pause. The merch. It's, everyone's wearing that <laughs> shit. I mean, Christians wear it. I mean, it. as they should. I like Christian's tea. Yeah. Christian wears it. <laughs> he's as like, they should. He's a promo guy. Yeah. You wore that shit for Craze too, right? Christian? The two cents tea? I got two. You got sets. two? See? Yeah. See? Yeah. Two cents. See? Somebody, somebody uses bots to order stuff. You didn't get the neon? You didn't get the neon collection? Um, anyway, star. back to you taking advantage of your following and making When is your next drop? Do you have any date yet? You don't want to say it? Uh, it'll be this month. This month. As long as production comes through. Nice. Shit. What, is the, what did you drop last time? You had a hoodie, tees, and... Two hoodies, two tees. Two hoodies and two tees. You yeah. sold that in what, 30 minutes or some shit? I, uh, we sold about 90% of it in 20. And then there was a couple smalls that had to go that, last, that lasted through the hour. So everything was gone within an hour. Shit. Oh, man. Yep. And that was round three, and they've all done that. Fuck, man. Yep. Why? What's the biggest size you carry? Double X. Okay, good. Yep. Um, what, is it, what is it that you think? We were talking about this earlier, right? Yeah. We were talking about, because uh, I've had a couple friends hit me up, you know, and they're like, yo, I want to start a brand. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> Run away. <laughs> and then I'm just like, they're like, why, why the fuck? And I'm like, yo, I got... A clothing company. I have a clothing brand. You know what I'm saying? A highly and, successful clothing brand. Well, it, I mean, we closed Shout the out. store last year. We closed <laughs> the store last year. But, I mean, I haven't been designing anything. Throwing this guy lobs, and here he is bringing I know, this I know. up. I mean, look. That's look. not It's not a negative thing. What? Closing the store? No. I mean. I applaud that. I mean, I, I didn't close it because it wasn't selling. Uh, it wasn't selling. I was closing it because I couldn't manage it's a logistical the nightmare. workers. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. I talk to a lot of people with businesses right now, and they're going through it. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. It's, it's crazy having workers right now and trying to keep a business like that going. But anyway, that being said, um, I was telling them, like, yo, if your brand isn't behind a person or a celebrity or some type of, you know, public figure. A face. 
you know, like some type of face, it's not going to do well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, like if it's just a brand that has no identity at all, if it's just a brand and it's a brand. And yeah. Well, um, the authenticity, it's all about the authenticity. And if, mm-hmm. if the, the public face usually makes it authentic, and if you're just starting up a brand, you have to prove over a lot of time that it is authentic through what you're putting out, which is a harder sell now because people just aren't really as interested in following your story until that point. It's like it either is or it isn't. But at some point, that it's a trend, right? Of course. It's going to end I mean, at some point. That's clothing, yeah. Yeah. It's clothing, it's music, that's everything. But you were breaking it down. And I like how you said it. You said that this, uh, the like kind of the celebrity endorsement or the person, the face of these brands right now mm-hmm. are like kind of how like socks were popping with like Huff Socks. Yeah. Or it, like camo starts, would be popping yep. or like, you know, every uh, season it, muted tones were yeah. popping. Yeah, yeah. Every year or season it's something. Something yeah. becomes the new it item, like dad hats, snapbacks, fitteds when it was fitteds, camo you mentioned, mm-hmm. socks were crazy <coughs> for a minute. When fitteds went out, snapbacks were popping. And right now and right now it's celebrity or artist. They are just the new thing to put your your graphic on and sell. That's just kind of what it is. And I understand it. I mean it's like the Travis effect. Like if I came out with a brand called Astro World, that shit's not going to sell. If I put out that exact same clothing, that shit would not sell. But it's authentic because Travis put it out and because mm-hmm. of the community that he's already got, that is already built. Right. So as an outsider, you aspire to be a part of that community. Well, what's the best way to do that is to buy into it. And that's a great way to do it. You, can, you don't have to be where he's at to still feel something tangible from it. Right. And so that's why it works right now i'm not gonna lie like when i saw like uh the marathon clothing company with uh nipsey hustle yeah i never really noticed it it was never on my radar uh-huh. and as soon as he passed and i started looking at the message behind the marathon continues and all of this shit i was like oh shit like yeah yeah it, like the 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 clothing has a little more has more value to it yeah. you know once the message behind it and the and the person behind it means start, starts meeting. I was something. telling Jamie before we started recording, because I actually was up on his clothing maybe like 09. Mm-hmm. And I used to buy the hoodies because it was just the Crenshaw High School. That original script yeah. is from Crenshaw High School. So to me, it just held meaning just from being from L.A. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that's dope. And this was back when um, it wasn't the Marathon Clothing Store. It was called Slauson Ave. Dot com. They were called like Sloss and Tees or something? Like yeah. That? yeah, the Sloss and Tees, the Crenshaw Script Tees, like the uh, Crenshaw Cougars. Yeah. So like... Like Zach said, like me having like something tangible to something that I'm familiar with was dope. You know what I mean? Even being from L.A., it was just dope to have. I knew the meaning without right. knowing him like as an artist as much. You know what I mean? At the time, I knew the, I knew the clothing and the history behind the clothing. So, so I would always rock that hoodie and I'm mad I can't even find it now. So the two cent clothing, what, is it, what do you think? It, who do you think it speaks to? <clears throat> People who uh, get up at 9 a.m. and have... Uh, <laughs> you hear that <laughs> promo code road podcast no uh i mean the whole thing started with just uh the simple message good djing is important mm-hmm. you know and craze craze uh, credited you for coming up with that cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> finally <laughs> no i mean we've been talking about this forever like this is an ongoing conversation between he and i that's how we even connected in the first place so it was it was just an ongoing conversation and it wasn't the message wasn't uh it never was supposed to be uh, abrasive or braggadocious or anything like mm-hmm. that. It's supposed to be kind of open-ended, and that's why it's working is because people take it differently. Obviously, a lot of people take it a little bit more um, – this coffee's not doing it for me. Uh, they're taking it um, from a, a point of um, elitism, but that's not all it is. It's the same thing. What, what do you mean elitism? Yeah, I, 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 I don't, catch don't a, get that either. I catch a lot of DJs buying it 
to be like, oh, we're we are good DJs and y'all aren't. You know, uh, this is good DJing and I'm important. And I'm yeah. important. And uh, you know, that was just never the original message. But mm-hmm. it can be if you want it to be. It's open to interpretation. So it go. It'll it'll be at nine a.m. drops. And <laughs> uh, no, I, I just think it's like it's an easy to digest, easy to agree with message. It's not like fuck EDM. It's not like I only listen to rap. It's not scratchers or die. You yeah. know, it's open ended. I mean, DJing I've, is important. I mean, here's a here's a great example is uh, uh, GTA, the homies GTA. Yeah. Um, they were just they just went on a crazy tour and and Matt was rocking the T mm-hmm. and. There is not a single person out there that can ever question. Like they're in a, a wild, different area of DJing than a lot of people. You know, they're not scratchers. They're mm-hmm. incredible producer DJs who travel the world, and right. nobody's going to question whether they're allowed to wear that tee or not. Everybody's allowed to wear that tee as long as they care about what they're doing. So that's it. Yeah. Easy, simple message. I like it. It's a good message. High quality product. Wonderful, wonderful pieces. He's also fast saying shipping, that. Guys. He's also saying that so he can move more merch. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you to gotta <laughs> wait for this next drop. <laughs> he wants to widen the audience. You know what I mean? It's like it's not limited. Anyone can buy it. Every, you don't have to be a DJ to ev- do it. It means every more t-shirt than that. comes with five thousand new followers. It's just you know. <laughs> I get that. Christian and said. You put, yeah. and you and your name gets put in a in a fishbowl for gigs. So I got I got I got to see what you did there. So I got a question. We're looking for a new member. It's going to be like the Willy Wonka chocolate factory. <laughs> oh my God. If you get the golden ticket, you're the third <laughs> member of two sets. So just think about it. And the more shirts you buy, the better chance you are to get that gold ticket. Oh, wow. <laughs> Crazy. I'll tell you more about this later. <laughs> we're going to have a third member. Hey, so I want to I have a question because what is your relationship like with Craze? Meaning, do you still do you see him as a peer? Or do you see him as kind of like the GOAT, as something bigger than, you know what I mean? Uh, well, I mean, it's both because obviously he shaped a lot of us, right. especially in my age demographic. He was like the blueprint mm-hmm. of style and, and technicality and originality. So no matter how long I know him, I'm not going to. I mean, Rocticon would disagree with that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Did you guys hear that buzzing? I, I heard a buzzing. No, I, heard it too, I heard it too. Let's be uh, honest, Rocticon will disagree with a lot of shit. Um, <laughs> no, but, uh, uh, but I'm never going to be able to forget what he had done, yeah. you know, and, and who he is. So, But then at the same time, been with him long enough that. Because like have, on the last interview that we had him, when we were speaking about Two Cents, he would say like, yeah, you know. I'll call up Zach and I'll be like, yo, let's do this. And, you know, this one's got to be even bigger than the last one. And, like, if I was working Always with... Always the overachiever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, you know, like, when I hear that and I think of, like, you know, working with, I don't know, someone who's obviously, you know, someone that I see as a kind of like a mentor mm-hmm. or as a goat, and they tell me that the pressure on it, you know... Yeah, it's... There's already a pressure on it and then him saying, like, yo, yo, we got to make this shit the best. Yeah, every single time he says it, it's intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, you just got to trust that there's a reason we're working together. But I do you see it as a challenge or can it be draining sometimes? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess a bit of both. Uh-huh. I get, I'm <laughs> apparently I look pretty drained all the time. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, you so, look fine, man. You, you look, look fine. Great. I'm just Thanks. fucking Can you shout that you know? tequila? Let's see what it looked like. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's as allergic as a mother. Yeah. <laughs> Don't ever buy like um, tequila. Uh, uh, no, but I mean, every time he says it, it's always just like, God damn, this guy, this guy. 
Like, right. I, I know the level he's on. I know the level he wants it to always be on. And yeah, of course, like every single time you're looking at it like that's a that's a big hill to climb. But we mm-hmm. always get there. We always get there. Yeah, but would you have so, it any other way? No. Absolutely not. Like, no. if you're not under that pressure, are you, yeah. does that make you as, as anxiety-ridden as if you are under that pressure? It just goes back to what we were talking about. If you're not having a breakdown, you're not working hard enough. I totally agree with you. Like, no. when I'm not busy, I'm freaking out. And when I'm right. busy, I'm freaking out. There's just no point in the deal when I'm not yeah. freaking out about something. I just think it, as you get older, uh, there's a happy medium for, for balance. And that's what I'm learning now is, is the, the medium for balance. My girl tells me about this thing called balance. I, yeah. <laughs> she says she. Because at some point, like, I did the 18 hours and DJ for like seven days straight. And I did that for years and years and years. I reached, like I told you, I recently saw my boy in Chicago. And I haven't seen him in like four years. And that motherfucker saw me and he was like, yo. He's like, I'm really happy for you, man. And I said, what? Like, what are you talking about? He's like, you look like healthy. You're not looking at your phone every second that you're with me right now. I'm having a conversation with you. You don't seem agitated. You don't seem unhealthy. You're not like sick. And he's like, you look like, you know, like a, like you're in in a good place right now. I disagree. You look terrible. <laughs> 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 Your friends fucking with you. Yeah, right? let's turn this shit around on him. <laughs> no, but I'm saying, like and for me, I was kind of like, I, I never had, you know. And then I recently saw someone else who hadn't seen me in a while. And they're like, no, you look healthy, like you know, and I'm. I'm obviously like, oh, I put on some weight, but that's like, means you're fat. Yeah, so people say healthy. <laughs> no, but they're just saying like, yo, like, like, Jamie, you know, tell yeah, yeah. healthy. You eating girl, my guy? Eating the bad shit. But sometimes you don't realize like how fat you're getting. You <laughs> 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 stop working, like going up your thighs. No, you don't. You get addicted to the stress. You get addicted to that level of uh, of that kind of anxiety. Sometimes, yeah. When you wake up, like, uh, I'll, I'll be honest with you. This maybe in the past few months maybe like in the past two three months maybe the first couple of times where i didn't wake up at six to seven a.m worrying about what i forgot to do hmm. and that's something that i haven't had in maybe 11 years you know what i'm saying doing what you were doing yeah running a full like traveling dj schedule with running new is bananas I understand that, but I also understand like when I see what Zach's doing, I see like I see like yo like he's 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 working for it, and you know he's going for it. But at the same time, I'm like yo, I know I know what you like. I I think I DM'd him and I was like yo Zach, I know what you're going through, man. Like I know what you're going. <laughs> we've had some yeah. we've had some dark conversations because I knew that you would know. Yeah, yeah. I know like I know like what you're going through, bro. And it's it's rough. It's fucking rough. When especially when uh. When it just, it just like when you get hooked on the anxiety, I feel like you get hooked on the anxiety where you just, that's like the only way you know how to live. So I can't really. That's the only way you, it's <clears throat> the only way you know you're alive hmm. is you the think anxiety. So? Well, you think it's I think good. it defines you. You think so? I think it defines some people. I think it, it I'm not saying it's good for you and yeah. I'm not saying it's good to be that way. But I think a lot of people, that anxiety level defines them and it drives them and but it, it drives me. Mm-hmm. Like, like always thinking I might fail or am I doing well enough or, you know, and where am I putting my money or is this a good investment? It's all those things just automatic, always in my head constantly. It's just spinning, 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 spinning. But that's without that pressure behind me, I don't know what I would do. Like when that pressure got, goes away, yeah. I find a way to put that pressure right back on myself. Yeah, but that's, it's kind of like a bad, it's bad and it's good. But the question is, do you know when, when it's too much? Yeah. When I end up in the hospital, getting an IV. Getting an IV. Has that hap- <laughs> Wait, has that happened to you? Oh, yeah. 
Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, shit. definitely. Just for dehydration, I had right? a straight up, no, 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 like Memorial Day weekend, I was wilding out, but I DJ, you know, twice a day, three times a day, and then traveling back and forth, and then just, like, got home and had, like, a straight up panic attack. Like, like I thought I was having a heart attack straight up thing, but it was, I was fine. Oh, was can just, relate to those. Just sweating yeah. and palms sweating. I, I don't feel like I can breathe, but obviously I'm breathing or else I couldn't be talking. Yeah. It's all in your head, really, but it's, it's physiological also. What the fuck? Were you dehydrated or some shit? Yeah, man, just drinking all weekend, not sleeping. Like, it's just not, you know what I mean? And what, you, you want some of uh, Jamie's Gatorade? No. <laughs> <laughs> I have some. I can pour <laughs> salt down my, <laughs> pour salt in my throat. I mean, <laughs> why the fuck are you drinking that still, man? I just grabbed it from the crib. Because the athletes are drinking it. Yeah, and I'm an athlete. That's like a special Gatorade. What is that? That's, if you really want to get into it, is uh Is that the cucumber? Yes, the lemon and <laughs> cucumber, because it reminds me of home. Jamie, how many how many Gatorades do you have in your fridge at home right now? Right now, my house? Yeah, your house. How I think many? it's like seven. Wow. So you get like a six-pack of Gatorade. Well, they're 89 cents. Hey, yo, Zach, if he stops drinking the Gatorade, can you get him a two-cent hoodie? Is that a challenge? Hmm. Talk to Craze. <laughs> Shout out to Craze. Uh, <laughs> that's crazy. If I if you stop drinking that Gatorade, I might be able to get you a smaller size. Whoa. 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 Hey, easier to get because the big boy sizes go fly quicker. <sighs> easier to get. Yeah, you're going to become supreme one day when she just sells out in a minute. It is already selling out in 20 minutes. 20 minutes too. It, it breaks my phone every time. Wow. Nice. I leave the notifications on. Damn. It's a nice pat on the back. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the that's, good. that's good shit. Would there ever be a road podcast know. times a two cent uh, collab? Do people want to know? what? <laughs> yeah, how would that go? How would that go? Why would know. you ask him that? Way to fuck it up for us. Go ahead. So back to the S9. I don't, yeah, know, I, don't, I don't know if I want to mix those brands together. There. I don't think they want to mix with us either. Jesus. I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think you guys have the same message. Good DJing is important. Yeah. Do we? Kind of stressful. Yeah. We just we we'll put a little, a little like. I hope. I, I mean, I think that's the message. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what day you catch cricket. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, good DJing is important, I guess. But I don't know. If Not according to Rock. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who's who did you agree with, Rock or Craze? You Zach. hear that noise? You hear that noise? That's Zach. You hear that noise? Hey, does every order come with a sticker? Wait, 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 yeah, because I've seen that sticker a lot. Yeah, it's... It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Wait, no, nah, come on. You can't answer that shit? Uh, I think that uh, to know Rock is to understand that he doesn't deliver things properly, ever. He he gets off on being the jagged pill. Yeah. Uh, there's no reason to go at A-Track because A-Track's doing great things for the culture. Craze is a bulldog who protects his friends at all costs and speaks his truth. Mm-hmm. And you put all that in the room, and you're gonna get a lot of clickbait. I mean, everybody had a good underlying message. If it was all like, if Rock said the same thing, if if, if the if Rock's message came from A Track's mouth, everyone would have been like, true. But you gotta understand, like the way Rock does his thing. Right. I understand why people catch feelings over it. I know why 
I know. <laughs> I've known Rock for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I don't know many people that that like his delivery of things, you know? If he said it in a different way, it would have been positive and everybody could have agreed and moved on. Mm-hmm. But that's just, that's not his style. Scoot, did you hear the shit? Yeah. What were you at? <clears throat> I think everyone had a point. I just think it was kind of a, I mean, I, the main thing is that I don't think a track is dang man. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys hear that buzz? You guys hear that buzz? Yeah, something. I don't think a track was coming from a bad place right. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, it's hard for me to hear anybody yelling at someone who's obviously so entrenched in the culture and it's so important to him. He's kind of been that way since he was a little kid. So yeah, there's not many people on his level that still wave a very, that certain kind of flag, you know, and whether or not you agree where he's from or what he does now, he's still putting more spotlight on that than almost anybody else, than, than anybody I can think of just off the top of my head. So there's never reason to knock him for that. Yeah, and I, also, I mean, also. <laughs> you get what Rock said. Of course. But, but it's still, like, and I agree it with just wasn't like, a, yeah, I agree with what he said too. But it was just like, this is a guy that just doesn't need, you just, I don't know, I just didn't see any reason to criticize A-Track for that. Maybe if his son been another DJ, maybe, but I just didn't see, I didn't see the point of going at him. I think they need each other. I think you need a Rock and you need an A-Track. Uh, it was a good conversation. But my whole thing is I actually think that Craze and Rock would actually get along if it wasn't for all that bullshit. Probably. <laughs> I think they get a, a girl can dream. Yeah, a girl I mean, can I, dream. Let me dream. I'll dream of that. Keep and dreaming. Khalid's thick ass hips. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> thick ass khakis from Target. <laughs> well, what did you feel about him saying that the DJ story is what sells, not the fact that they're a good DJ? I think in this climate, he's right. Yeah, it's sad but true. Goes right back into what we were talking about with clothing. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Right it, now, it you is can build up your authenticity all you want, but it's a whole lot easier just to slap it on on a pre existing. A brand thing, yeah. Like if somebody was asking me, you know, DJs hit me up all the time, like, "Oh, I want to get to your level. I want to do this. I want to DJ in Vegas." And I'm like, and like the the advice I would give them today is completely different than the advice I would give them like 15 years ago or 20 years ago when I started coming here. Yeah. What so would it be? What would be the difference? It's obviously just to get your social media straight. You know, get mm-hmm. like I would I would really tell people, man, create your own vibe now. Like first of all, get good. Don't come out of your house until you're good. Until it is, everyone is saying you are. Is really that good. is that important though? It can't is. they can't they try to get good along the way? No, man. Because if you're garbage the first time I hear you, then you're gonna be garbage in my head for a very long time. Like, and it just you never get a second chance to make a first impression. There was definitely times in my career where I was in a party and I just wasn't ready for that party. I wasn't the right guy for that party. Mm-hmm. And and I knew it when I was there. I'm like, oh, this is not gonna happen for when me. When you get when you hear a DJ, do you give them one one listen or you give them multiple? No, I'll definitely give them multiple listens. Everybody has a bad day or is in a bad place. Right. You know what I mean? But but I mean I still have that first impression. Right. You know, if I come up to somebody and they're just a total dick, I'm like, that guy's a dick. Don't need to talk to that dude anymore. You know what I mean? So like that's why I'm glad I didn't talk to you for the first time when you were DJing because oh, you would on. automatically you, you be. You loved dick. me. We loved each other the first time we met. <laughs> oh, what are you talking about? Look at that. It's true. It's Bro, true. what is he talking about? It's true. I Bromance. just thought you had the worst fucking DJ name in the world. Scooter? Scooter? Scooter. Yeah, it's awful. What? It's like skeety scooter, like scooter, like the fucking little West kid. I think of like you a came little. Came on this thing voluntarily. I, know. I think of like a little kid from like the 1910 with like a fucking stick ball bat what, and shit. Fucking little rascal. Yeah, like little rascals and shit. <laughs> this with sucks. the fucking uh, what is that? The 
What is the like? I don't know, like the newspaper boy hats and shit like that, like delivering fucking. How are you still friends know. with Crooked Scooter? This is exactly why I'm friends with Crooked. He's a shit talking little bitch, and I love it. Oh, okay. it is a horrible <clears throat> name, DJ Scooter. It's not horrible. It's just, you're you shit. You made crooked? it dope. You made it dope, though. Listen, I mean, you made it dope. It's listen, a horrible name. I think it's a great dope. name here, Scooter. <laughs> listen to. It. Jamie, I mean, every, you're literally, every order comes with a sticker. Every, oh, my God. Dude, you're literally, God. like, <laughs> drawing attention. Up, that's the motivation to wake up earlier. Dude, Crooked's name, he's literally drawing attention to his worst feature, his jacked up teeth. Like, how are you going to do that? Yo, fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Yo, why do you think I'm the only one with a spit gun? you see this? You guys thought it was a coincidence? Do you know this? I tell him. I tell him I need a spit guard because these videos are going to YouTube. The HD too. There's no fucking way I'm going to be talking where everyone's going to be seeing, you know. YouTube.com. Like broken glass in my mouth. Road podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's why I got Are you making guard. the stickers a different color? <laughs> just going with my God. The original black. Uh, okay. Are you guys playing the little Nas X? Oh, man. Last weekend, I was at a, where was I? The Final Four thing in Minnesota. Yeah. Most requested song all night long. It's so really? good. The remix? I love it. Dude, Look at his face. Zoom up. into his face. It's so good. Shut up, dude. <laughs> it sounds so good in the club. I love Got it. Got the horses in the bang. You played it in the club already? Yeah. I didn't even have it in my I've laptop. I've been playing it. I've been looking at it going, this is just one more you thing play on the it. internet that I got to deal with. You got to play it. <sighs> Zach, you're not playing it, I guess. I like it. You like it? You like the, I do like it. I like the remix. I like I like the I like the discussion that it created. I like that all the country people, a lot of like real country people, yelled at Billboard because of that whole deal that happened. Yeah, they um, took it off the charts. The they took it off the charts. I know that's crazy, yeah. and I love that like those guys supported their own. They're like, "This is country. You don't know what you're talking about." Mm -hmm. I do like that part of it. Yeah. Wait, the track? What, what happened? Do you hear about this? Who supported who? Okay, so the song was taken off the Billboard charts because it wasn't the Billboard country. country. This is before. Charts. This is before. What's his face hopped on it? So Billy Ray Cyrus jumped on the remix just for it could be in the country charts. Yeah, because yeah. they hopped, they jumped at this yeah. isn't country. Yeah. Get, get rid of this. Wow. But like it was. And so it, he's it the had, only one that co-signed it. No, I mean, a bunch of people other did. people, but people he did. had to do that in order to be in the country charts. It had debuted at number nineteen on the country charts. Yeah. Then it just took it off. It was like, like you said, it wasn't country, or they didn't consider it country. Yeah. Maybe he felt like he owed something, like to like hip hop or something, or like the tr like because his daughter kind of like took from hip hop <laughs> yeah. a little bit. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> it's like here, let's fix wow. this cultural vulture. Is that possible? <laughs> this is like like cross cultural appropriation. Like right. it, like to me, it just sounded it's like, like false and whack to me. Like it didn't, sound, it, it didn't sound genuine. It didn't sound genuine to me at all. Like and I guess just as like as somebody who makes music too, like I was listening to the beat and I'm like. This is like the 2003 like trap remix thing. Like every one of his noises is so like so average. Well, it like, did so, it did sample so nine inch nails. That song sample nine inch nails. I don't know if anybody knows that. So, I don't know. In my opinion, what whatever, did it but, sample nine inch nails? At? A song that came out uh, recently. And a yeah. recent nine inch nails song. Yeah. It recently it sounds like Jamie info. No, no, I, I heard mean, that too. Really? Yeah, yeah but it's I, don't, I, could, I didn't see the it. The fuck? <laughs> but you we'll like play. that track, Zach? Yeah, I'm cool with it. I'm just, I don't think too much about it. <laughs> Are you I, would, I was it? just like, ugh. You playing is that? Yeah, just, I'll play it. I'm yeah. not going to like. Another thing that I have to do. It doesn't cross my you mind. Said it too broke much. some kind of. It broke a record, yeah. It broke uh, God's Plan record for uh, streaming. What? I believe that. Dude, you, it was rabid that night. Like, I mean, s so many people just kept coming up to me. Yeah. I think uh, God's Plan wow. was 69, 69 million uh -huh. first week streams. And uh, Little Nas X was 80 million. Just listen to the name. Just Little Nas 
Nas X. That's even yeah, he named himself Nas. Hey, for something that for something <laughs> that <laughs> little Nas X. Little Nas. For something that blew up that fast, it could be a lot worse. Uh, you know what? I hate to say it, but I do agree with you. <laughs> it could be a lot yeah. worse. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's nine inch nice. Nice. There you go. Thirty-four. Okay. Goals what's the, what's four. the name of that song? What's the name? Thirty-four Ghosts Four. What year did it come out? Two thousand eight. Two thousand eight. So it wasn't recently. I mean, it's recently yeah. to me. Ten years ago. Ten years I'm about to say, when's the last time Nine Inch Nails put out an album? <laughs> they put a lot of stuff out all the time. Really? Yeah, but they're like greater hits was like in the nineties. That's why I said recently. Yeah, and their stuff still got a huge following. Yeah, tours still sell out. The Catch low? it if you see them. I'm a big fan. So Nine Inch. I just know. Closer is one of the most crazy songs. They're not in Seattle, right? Yeah. No, no. You hear that noise? <laughs> no You guys don't have any Pokemon here So why do, why do you Let's just all talk about it Why do you guys think that song blew up so big Why I mean there's definitely nothing out there like it No So there's well, one I thing think, I think different the, I think the bigger question is What is going on with music Where's the direction going where this is Where this Connor is reminded like, you know, me of Remember Crucial Conflict mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Hey, like, hey. like, Kind of like that vibe Like Hey in the Middle What was it Hey in the Middle of the Barn mm. Them dudes from Chicago like they were like they never blew up past that one single, but it was a big single. Well, what do you? I mean, what you you think that was country? Do you? Yeah, for real. I think so. That was like some Bone Thugs and Harmony shit for me. The beat was real like Western ish country. Really? Even still, still to me, about, I, I saw it as like some Bone Thugs and Harmony, like Do or Die, like Double Time. Yeah. You guys remember uh, Roundup? Was it Lady May? Roundup? No, you remember I don't that? remember that. <laughs> <laughs> The beat was cracking. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just it, it was a great. I think it was different from what you used to. So it was just it was a like hip hop and country having a baby, and then that's the song. Hey, hold on. Sorry, I don't mean to be doing no, this. Do it, no, do, do it. it. I want to see who produced it. Timberland. I totally remember this, but I didn't. I, this is this is hip hop, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Just because they use a banjo doesn't make us country. <laughs> the whole song is called Roundup. It's still dumb. That's hip hop, dude. I think they might say Yeehaw. Still. Wait, wait. What was the, what was the, uh, the rap tune that said Yeehaw? Wasn't it uh, Young Thug? Remember that? When there was a big controversy that he I said Yeehaw in a song? I thought, I thought it was nah, pretty nah, recent. Nah. That was Why was the, what was no, the controversy yeehaw. of that? That he said Yeehaw in a song and then a song that sounded kind of country. Really? Never mind. I don't. I don't keep up. This is why I don't keep up with all the controversies of rap. Because yeah. I don't think it's controversies. I think, I think. I mean. I what? think the controversy blew up the song. I think so too. I don't think For it sure. would have ever tried to like. with oh, no, yeah, like when he said yeehaw. I, I, it definitely blew it up bigger, but it something about it. Like I know. I mean, I play in the Midwest. I play in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I heard it, I was like. Oh, this is gonna be a problem for me. Like this is gonna, this is gonna be massive. It, country music is. Uh, well, I was talking with another it's friend. Music. Country music mm-hmm. is still one of the only genres that actually buy physical albums. Yep. So, why wouldn't that happen? Of course, that's gonna happen. It was massive. It's it was only a matter of time before you start cashing in on the the last remaining people who buy stuff. That Nelly uh, country album did that make it to the country charts? I'd love to ask with you Tim that. McGraw? I yeah. think so. It had to. Have, right? I think so. The it single did, did for sure. It right? sure boosted his career in those markets. It's fucking nuts. Over and over again. Yeah. He never puts, performs those songs, though. Do you guys no. know about any of uh, Little Nas's ex, like, backstory? No. No. How he was just basically, like, he was selling internet likes to people. Like, really? so he's like an internet manipulator. That's that's the background he comes from. That well, I read that article, and I automatically thought, oh. Aren't we all? So this is just basically him creating something. 
for that, himself. Some, no, creating something that he thinks is going to go viral, that's going to go big. And he just nailed it, basically. But yeah. I don't think he really cares about either genre one way or the other. I think he's just... Caking out. Just, you know, found found his little way of his foot in, and he's just going to rock this as long as it goes. But that's almost any... <laughs> good, for, good for him. But, but I mean... That's almost any young person that goes into music. I was going to say, that's, yeah. that's just a conversation about youth. I don't that's, know. I just think... I think a lot of people, like... I mean, like, I love, love DJ. A lot of people love, love, like, soul music. And they just have lived their all soul, and that's all they like, you know what I mean? Or that's but all they focused on. I feel like this dude was just like, you know what would really do well if I just did this? And he just did so this. So you think it's just a novelty? I think it's a novelty. That's that's my own personal opinion. It becomes a novelty until there's a second and a third and a fourth single that actually True. pop the fuck off. And True. if it actually <laughs> pops the fuck off, then he's he's he basically stepped in shit he has his own genre he, and then he's got to commit <laughs> you got to keep doing it he's yeah. got to commit to being a country artist and if he at any point says like yo i just did this to do the song he's fucked that's a lot like does he does he have a video i haven't even seen the video is there a video is anyone seen it? No, but no. he's in like no, he has to commit he's in interviews with like cow, with a cowboy hat on I could put a cowboy head right. I exactly you can, but you know, but you have to. Gotta it's different it. when you commit to like one single, and then it's a difference when you have to have an album and you have tours, and you and then you're like five years into it. I agree. And then with you I'm start just, hating yourself. Oh, that's what I think was going to happen with this dude. Like I, mean, I feel like he was not about any of this stuff. It just popped off, and now he's like, "This is." Exactly well, what's what funny is that other rappers are popping up. I don't know if you've been following social media, but there's another guy that has a song called "I Fucked Her on My Tractor." <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking lying. So is this going to be a genre now? And like, like they said, his song came out first, but with the success of Lil Nas X, now his song's blowing up and getting crazy streams. Wait, 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 wait. Has anybody has anybody <laughs> been giving praise due to Big Wet and Branches though? What? Uh, what? Big what? Wet and Branches? See, this is what pisses me what off. What is that? Big Wet and <laughs> What the fuck is that? Goddamn. Big Wet is a rapper. Oh, singer, I've heard this. Yeah. And Branches this. is a is a producer. And they've been, they had been doing this for a long time and getting booked and putting out like what should have been, they yeah. should have gotten, I mean, seriously, they so should have. So these are the guys that should have blew up. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, they, they did kind you of know, really live a little it, bit. It, 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 had, it had a moment, but not yeah. on this level. And this is like, it's the, it's the old story of whoever does it, it it's, whoever does it second wins. Isn't oh, that what not, it is? I've always thought it's it was always, first to market. No, no, no. It's always like, I've heard the story of like whoever does it first, the next person just comes and proves it, not improves on it, but the next person just does it in a way that actually catches fire. Oh, and then yeah. they reap the benefits from the other person's hard work. And it's just like, to, I mean, I remember when this. Hold on. How long ago did this track come out? These, how long ago these guys, how long these guys been doing ago. it? I got it there. Oh, I got you. I'm trying to remember what year this was. 2017, July. I'm gonna skip ahead. You're right here first. Steaks over charcoal. Country hop. Let me get, get to the chorus for you. Well, anyway, kind of catchy. No, it's super catchy, and they're and they're both mad talented, and they had a ton of songs, and they I should. That whenever I hear this, I'm just like, damn, that should have gone to them. Yeah. Can I play this song for you guys? <laughs> Should have gone to them. Should have gone to them. They're crazy too. I just think this just proves how sad it is that how desperately we all need just melodies over hip hop beats. Mm. I think that's the thing. Can I can I play this for you guys real quick? Yeah, I'll play it. I fucked down my tractor. Yeah, this is a joke though. 
Yeah, this is a sound as a big wet Come on, man. This sounds like sounds like a Jerky Boys song. I know this sounds like a joke. Is that he bl- like funny. I love so. Is he black? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's black. Nah. Never, you, don't worry, you kind of like that shit, right? <laughs> it's not ne- bad. Never's man. like, yo, that's up on DJ City, right? Yeah. <laughs> DJ City. I like the segue. You see how I bring that in? I like that. I saw that. Thank you. Is 2019 gonna be the year where country hip hop just took over the summer? That's fucking nuts. Old Town Road may be the song of the this summer. This is the No More This is the New More right? Yeah. 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 More Bamba. This little Nas X is the New More Bamba. If there's like, there some sort of dance involved with this, it's going to be a rap. It's going to be a rap. Yo, can problem. you imagine? What do, what do they call that? Square dancing? Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine if they do dancing. a hip-hop square dance? Line dancing, Ooh. right? A hip-hop line dancing? No, if you go to a country bar, they like, like country bars play hip-hop yeah, too. It's like they mix Soul Train with that shit. A little like bit. A soul Train line? Like a Soul Train line, but like a line the dancing, country, square dancing? Country line. <laughs> I played it on Tuesday. It was the, by far the biggest record I had played. What if we go? What if we got to get on Tuesday? the mic? Omnia. <laughs> Omnia. And do right, that it was right shit. there with like Tatiana. Wow. Yeah. I don't believe you, D. It, went, it, went, it goes <laughs> off. It goes Little Nas X? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit was huge. Next to Tatiana? It's been like the huge, <laughs> yeah. it's been the biggest song I've, for the past week and a half or so for me. So crazy. To dope yeah. song. You think it's got legs? You think it's going to stick around for a Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's going this is just the summer. beginning, my friend. This is just the beginning, my friend. <laughs> you know how shit goes? He did troll. He said Beyonce was going to hop on the remix. So that was a troll, by and, the way. And Will Smith wants to be in the music video. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, guys. This is going to be a song of the song. Yeah, this is only the beginning, bro. Tell me. If Big Wet's not on the remix, oh, my God. Big, Big wet. wet. Big Wet, man. I'm telling you. Big with Wet. With Drake? Uh, if Drake hops on the remix, Drake needs to jump on that remix. Drake is not going to fuck with this shit. If he fuck, I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> He's pretty opportunistic. Yeah. <laughs> never. Have What's you up? played it never? He I says, have. I played ting. it yesterday at the pool. How'd it go? People was requesting it. it sounds, That's why I played it. <laughs> but it sounds good. <laughs> what BPM is that? It's mastered like good. 60 something. Oh, yeah, yeah. 60. It's mastered see, well. It sounds good. No, it sounds really good. Does it what? Nelly? It sounds good. Yeah. It sounded good when they played it. I was just the. Uh, I think I knew too much of the back end when I first heard it, so I was kind of like, oh, "This dude is just trolling people." And who people who the stuff. fuck has songs that are mastered so well? And I hate all of them, but when you play them in the club, they always sound good. It's always one. It's like one group. Is it the Black Eyed Peas? <laughs> they would just have horrible fucking songs, and I'd play it. I'm like, God, this sounds Maybe. good in here. It sounds full. All their tracks did sound good in the club, right? Oh, Will I Am, yeah. Huh? That was all Will I Am. It's all Interscope up there. It was Dr. all that Dre. shit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. They that, do great work for Master. That little Nas X. If I got to start doing like uh, square dancing calls on the fucking mic, yeah. <laughs> Everyone, get in their positions. <laughs> Yeehaw. If you ever drop, you have to drop. Like, grab your partner. Do see do. Grab your bottle. Do see do. You go to Achy Breaky Heart into Old Town Road. I wonder if you could play Achy Breaky Heart right well, now. Well, now that Billy Ray Cyrus is on the remix. Yeah. Damn. What are they saying in the What are they saying in the black blogs? Never. <laughs> is the same? Is he invited to the cookout? Of course, he's invited to the cookout. <laughs> it's gonna be barbecue. <laughs> Let's talk about some serious shit. What do you guys have lined up for uh, two cents? Because you guys have been, uh, you guys did like a new episode, right, for your podcast? Oh yeah, we're bringing the monthly things back. Uh, we're moving some stuff over to Mixcloud, trying out Mixcloud as a platform. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no there's no one streaming platform that works perfectly spotify is great but we're uh we're in with the mixed cloud guys right now working on some stuff so we're gonna do that monthly we got a bunch of festivals this year uh we got to get our 
new like annual mix done. We're a little late on it. It was supposed to be at the end of the year last year, but we've been busy yeah. making a lot of tunes. We just joined new management. Uh, same old story. Is there, is there like a certain, the is there a certain like a, what do you call it? Quarter that you guys try to get everything in? No, we're trying to get better about that sort of stuff, but that's not our. That's never been our method. But we need to. Because we need to start I, thinking. That ideally, management-wise, right? Yeah, that's they, why we're joint. That's why they want everything to. Yeah, they yeah. want everything to launch when like every the first quarter. They right? want it in order to shop it to festivals. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So they'd want everything that you guys are going to produce to start dropping in the first quarter, so that they can start booking shit for the second and third quarter. At this point, what we at this point what we're working on now will affect us next year. Mm-hmm. From what I understand, I mean, this is this is just one of the many parts of the industry that I always ignored, and I'm realizing I shouldn't have been ignoring it. So we're yeah, but how long has Two Cent been around right now? Four years? No, uh, five, I think now, because this should have been our fifth mixtape, and they were annual. So our first one sort of kicked off our the project, and this will be our fifth annual mix. So, but we haven't at the same time we haven't been pushing to be like a touring group together for five years we've just been working on stuff for five years yeah um but you know as it becomes more serious as we get bigger placements and people take note and you know the talk of how things are building then yeah we need to pay more attention to quarters and release schedules and things that managers care about and feeding the beast yeah i actually have a question do you think that you weren't searching for gigs for that for those first years and you were just creating do you think that has made your product better now? Oh, uh, I think that anytime you create not to get placed somewhere, your product's going to be better. You should never make, I mean, you know, you should never make something in order to get it, to get you somewhere. Right, right. But I, I um, kind of wanted you to say that, you know what I mean? Because a lot of people don't realize that. Like, see, this is, he's doing what you guys should be doing. Right? You <laughs> see, this is how, you see. I had a great question with the widow thing. You guys <laughs> fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> Besides merch, uh, you guys gonna so release anything? Else? We got hats coming next. Too. Okay. So um, <clears throat> anyway, so uh, yeah, no, we 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 were just focusing on make making the best possible product and having the most fun with it. You're trying and to do something it, dope, something that you both loved and it was yeah. cool. And then and then we never thought it was gonna take us anywhere gig wise. And then we just wanted it to become a legacy where people could look back and go, "Damn, those actually even if even if they don't blow up right now, at least somebody could look back and go, "Damn, they were actually like." speaking some real shit on mixtapes as DJs. And so that was the whole goal back then. And then so now as that as that applies to more of a touring schedule, yeah, things change. You got to look at it from a, a different light. So going from your going from the going from the mixtapes you guys are making to a live show. Mhm. Do you are you obviously are going to take some of the aspects from all your mixtapes cuz people are going to love like certain moments? But, yeah. So how do you create a live show from that? Like, I'm very curious, like, it's tough. Do, it's, do you correlate all that together and then make something? Or is it something where you like, you well, have to make up something completely new because everyone's heard everything already? Well, there's always the argument of people always come out to see routines that they know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that, I, that I've had to get over because I remember thinking, well, if I've done it once and people have seen it on the internet, I can't ever do it again right, because right. it's been done. Why would I do it again? But then you see somebody like, Jazzy Jeff, for example, who's been doing Rock the Bells forever, and I, I'll still fan out every time I see it. And so, as soon they as you start, see, they want to see you do it. They want to see it in person, yeah. and it and it's crazy. Even like dumb jokes, like you wouldn't even believe. Like the best thing, the the most requests I ever get from people who know who I am is always a dumb joke that I made that never should have made it past the internet. <laughs> you know, it's true. 
and I'm and I and I've kind of made a career out of it, thankfully. But um, for the two cents stuff, there's a lot of stuff that works on mixtapes and mixtapes alone that would never make it to that doesn't really translate to. Yo, you a, a gotta live give me one set. example. Have you ever tried something live and you really thought I was gonna crack off from the CD and everybody just kind of absolutely? Give me one example. I just want to hear one example. Uh, something that you really like in your heart thought was the dopest shit ever and it just kind of flopped on you. Oh. I got one, and it was brutal. Dude, that's the worst. <laughs> no, the thing is, though, I almost don't want to say it because we're going to do it again, and oh, it's okay. going to crush. When it finally crushes, it's going to be the greatest thing ever. But when we tried, so we were in uh, Indy, I always forget, not Indiana. No, is it Indiana? I think it was Indiana, something like that, some like college town, big, big festival thing, and it was, uh, it was us, Post Malone, and R.L. Grime interesting lineup uh and we had and everything was great and we had this big finale that we were gonna do i'm not gonna really say what the finale is but we we had put a lot of we were like this is gonna slay we're gonna get this whole video team to capture it it's gonna be like this big viral thing after it's done because we already (laughs) saw it in our heads it's gonna be perfect and we we did it and we realized oh my god it's not working for x y and z reason but we couldn't back out of it it was like we had already how long into how it. long were we talking about two minutes four minutes no 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 real 30 seconds. seconds 30 seconds yeah but i mean that's a thir- that's your finale and this 30, is your exclamation that's, your, point. that's your exit point your your 30 second exit point your, that was this supposed is your, this was, is your mic drop this was su- exactly <laughs> oh shit this is like making a i don't want to say it was like making a really bad joke it's like it was like making a joke to a room, room full of people that spoke a different language. Oh, shit. And, and they were just like, it's not like they didn't get it. It's not like they didn't understand it. They, they, it was just like, it does not, it just can't, physically can't compute, you know? Like, there was an interaction that was necessary, and it didn't happen. And we were just like, <laughs> you, went, you, went, you went, hold up, and they went. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't say, wait a minute. Yeah. But. With that said, I mean that shit happens. You gotta you, you gotta shoot your shot, right? Do you, and, do and every and every routine I've ever done that has uh, helped me in my career usually fails when I'm first starting it, and it's you just change it a little. It's like a comedian with jokes, right? Like you gotta work it out on stage. Absolutely, you, you have to like you might hit something, and be like, oh, that didn't work, or the rhythm was a little off, yeah. or half the timing is different. And and for every and for every time that something has bombed, I've had a lot more times where it connects, and then I get you know the reaction and then i get the looks based on that because why, why yo why would you try that you're crazy it's like well i mean we're out here without parachutes we're you, you gotta fall on the sword right right right, right. so fuck, i mean still worth you, trying do you only a pre, uh, approach two cent like that or you do it with your regular gigs well, as I've, well? I've always done it with my regular gigs and i've kind of adapted it to two cents but like in a different way um i mean i've always do that shit with my stuff uh, anybody that has known what I've done for a long time, knows mm-hmm. that I'll usually do something inappropriate, pretty inappropriate, and if it yeah. connects, then it's like, it's part of the legacy, and if it doesn't, well, whatever, move it on. I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna follow it up and like make people forget about it. At, at what point do you think that when you're doing that, does it become like, you still trying to read the room when you're doing that? Yeah, of course. I look at it like, uh, somebody asked me, damn, where was this? Somebody just asked me recently, how many, how many songs ahead do you think? Because you remember back in the day when you do when, with records, you'd kind of have to, you'd have to think ahead because yeah, yeah. you were mentally strategizing what records you're going to move to. And then somebody asked me recently, all right, well, now that it's different with technology, how many songs ahead do you think? And I realized, well, I don't think ahead in terms of songs. I think ahead in terms of jokes. Like, all right, I'm going to have to like 
kill it for these minutes and I'll probably go like this direction and that's going to leave me and that's going to leave me right here and I'm going to hit him with the joke and then assuming if it goes well I'm going to go this way and if it doesn't I'll go back and go this way Yo, so you're building like you're party rocking party rocking to get to the point like you're like this is a sure thing this is a sure thing this is a sure thing and you're building up to like a nine so you can either go to 11 or to a two Exactly. And you're planted for either the 11 Fuck, or the 2. Yeah, I mean, that's been like... That's, wait, 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 wait. One yeah. more question. Is that the sweetest spot for you to be in as a DJ? That exact point right that's there. That's the only thing... Is that what you live for? That's the only thing that's ever separated me. Well, I mean, that's what... That's what made... That's what I cared about. I, uh, like, what would make me any different from any other DJ that could... Right, right. Like, for example, that. play at Tau, right? A lot of great DJs come through Tau. How am I any different? This goes back to like the conversation about the rock stuff or the A-track stuff or, mm-hmm. or anything that separates somebody. Like if, if you're not willing to do it, that's totally cool. There's a million other ways to rock a party. But hey, if I could just get up there and do a tight five, cool. I'm good. You'd be you good. That just like that's my representation. If, I just want to do something that makes, that's different. And that's what I've always been kind of that's i've been all right with okay so, okay, okay so now let's let's go into yeah so so if i've got it at a 10 and i and i can take the risk i'm right. gonna take the risk well this is what, so this is my real my next question this logical progression to this mm-hmm. so let's say in lot let's let's go to la la land now so in your wildest dreams if you could just do jokes all night long just make crazy things just like basically make a story or an yeah. entire long conversation with I, the almost, crowd. I almost never play it. a hit never do anything like that mm-hmm. would, would that be your ideal like function as a dj that's where you really want to be uh yeah to some extent i mean there's there's like a little wiggle room in there because i still want to rock a party it still feels good to like make people dance and have fun and go ooh, and you but know i feel like you could do that in, in within that construct though well i do yes yeah, like exactly. that's, you know what what I'm saying? that's why i get booked <laughs> but you know like, that's what sep- yeah that's what but that's we're talking what about you know you still have to drive right now so the clubs you still have to go up i feel like if you continue and you get more fans i feel like it will get to the point where just like you want to yeah. fan out on jazzy jeff doing his his run dmc back and forth people are going to just be like i want to hear most of my showcase sets that's exactly what they come for like that's when we dope. do red bull three style world finals <laughs> That's like I get people hanging like looky loo in me because that they know I'm gonna do something That's like dope. that exactly like that or like do over like do over is another good example. Mm-hmm. A lot of great DJs go through do over and they all play it differently. I just tend to play it. I I, I want to play it with dope music. I want to keep the crowd going, but I also get instead of like saying hey everybody watch me scratch or juggle or do a body trick. Mine's gonna be. You catch that? Like, you catch that joke? You know? And then, and if not, moving on, nobody has to pay attention to me. I don't, I don't, I don't want to, like, go out there and, and make people look at me and bomb. I want to go out there and offer something. If they don't want to pay attention, that's tight. You can keep doing your thing. But if you are paying attention, you're going to get something out of it. So. Are you still not practicing, Zach? Um, no. No. Damn. I mean, I need to. Anytime I practice, I just make a video. Yeah, like those stupid, <laughs> the Kiki one <laughs> or the ZZ the one, the Tatiana one, the whatever. They're all dumb. They're all just like dumb ideas. Do you, do you think there's a misrepresentation on DJing with the with Instagram right now, where there's a, a like a virgining youth coming uh, into the scene that are watching all of these routines on Instagram? There's this always thing. been that division, though. There's always been like the it's, the pure the purists that want to stand at a certain spot in the club and watch you just flex. Mm-hmm. There's plenty of times where you'll go to the yeah. club and you'll have that crew 
You'll see that crew. But I'm staring at you. <laughs> they just want that one thing. But now I'm saying, with, are you are you are, are these kids that are coming up, right? Well, say finish what you were saying. Now, you well, said now that. now they uh, the younger kids have found a way to create content that gets them exposure, keeps them alive on the internet. Mm-hmm. You know, it gets it it just gets them attention, right. which is tight too because it shares creativity. It um, and with experience, they'll learn that that's just one environment. That's one playing field. And in order to dance around in all the different environments, you've got to play it different each time. And things, there's different, uh, there's different techniques that you'll use throughout all of them, and there's some that you won't use at all in some of them. And I think it's just the experience, right? Yeah, like, the longer yeah. you're in the game, the more, the more, uh, the more yeah. tricks you got in your bag, basically. And yeah. you can, the, the more places you've played and the, the different places you've played. Like, I've learned things playing with Lavelle that I use in, in my hip-hop show. You know what I mean, like, and Lavelle, you're talking about the scooter and Lavelle, the scooter Lavelle thing, yeah. Where you, uh, the two by four, and thing. he's a he's a house EDM DJ, right? And you mix hip hop. I with put a bunch that. of acapellas and stuff over his stuff. Yeah, so you've learned yeah, stuff I mean, from Lavelle from so many things yeah. like that. I put into my own personal show through that, just like just thinking in a different way, thinking out the box, like. Well, well, I'm talking about approaching the actual DJing ad as itself. As, I know what you're as you're, routines. You're talking about you see the stuff that is for better. Uh, well, I don't want to like pin this on them, but almost like born from some of the three style sets or something. You yeah. see people flex in those ways on Instagram, and then you think the, you think that these kids are believing that that translates to the club. I'm thinking that they think that this is like all right. I'm learning to DJ from this, mm-hmm. and they're working on this, and they continue working on it, and they spend the next five six years, and. I think my fear is that the music catalog is going to start dwindling down and getting worse and worse and worse. Arguably, it's been though, right? A little bit, yeah. But I, I'm I'm attributing also to the focus on the actual DJing, where it's less about music and it's more about these ideas and these routines. And when you approach the nightclub like that, and the majority of people are actually doing let's say five years, 10 years from now, eight years from now, everyone's doing these routines. And it changes the dynamic of how people approach the DJ and a nightclub. Well, these routines have been around forever. Yeah, people doing routines have been around forever. If that was at the bottom line, people dude, want to not, vibe not, and people no, want to Not like this. I don't think, that you're, like this. I don't think you're, you're, gonna, you're gonna be at risk of suddenly seeing an influx of DJs in clubs, successfully getting booked into clubs forcing these routines on people i think that this is just but see a, that that's what i'm talking about is no one's saying that well how about that this that shit you're doing right now is really dope and even i'm continuing to do that shit but it doesn't work in the club well how about this though i came up watching dmc videos but when i got into the club i didn't expect to do juggles yeah. you know mm-hmm. so i don't think i think it's always been this way you you gotta have this is those videos may be just ways of kids trying to celebrate the culture of like creative technical djing mm-hmm. and that's totally cool if, if if somebody wants to just spend every waking minute watching these videos and making these videos, that's tight. But, um, but I, I would assume that most of them, if they go on to being a nightclub DJ, only take certain elements of that with them, and especially with experience because they know what's appropriate and what's not. If they want to, if they want to celebrate, I always think about scratching because I'm not, I'm not traditionally like a, a big scratching. I don't know about fan. I like I like scratching. Scratching's tight. It's not really for me all the time. Mm-hmm. Most of the time. And uh, but that's cool. I don't watch scratch videos. I don't scratch it. I don't do scratch solos. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. But um, 
you know, when I was young, I watched it, but I never took that shit to the club with me. But there's a way of appreciating the culture, and then that's like, it's just a little bit of the history that you take with you, and you may not actually bring it with you, but at least you know about it, you know? And just like to your point, if you see somebody, or actually, I always hear Craze say something. Craze is one, maybe one of, he's my favorite scratcher, because he's the most soulful, dope, crazy scratcher, right? But I've, I don't think I've ever seen him, even with our sets or solo, do like a legitimate, like, hey, everybody stop and watch me scratch solo. If mm -hmm. he does it, it's always just like peppered in, just a little flavor, just a little, just a little something, just a little sauce. And then he just goes about his business. And he'll say that, he'll say that too. Don't ever like take 30 seconds out of everybody's time to make them watch you. Yeah, unless, unless, unless that's what you're booked for. At the at the drum and bass joint that we went to, he did some, he did sprinkle the scratching very very. I late. mean, I heard little to no scratching. Yeah, yeah, but DJing. very little. But he sprinkled it in very you know tastefully done. Yeah. But when we're in showcase mode, he may be a little bit more inclined to do something like that. You know, just like I might be a little bit more inclined to do a couple other little trickeries. You know, mm -hmm. I might I might go back to back to back tricks as as opposed to like sprinkling something and then moving on. You know, but again, that's just. That just comes with experience. So I don't think there's anything wrong with celebrating what these kids are doing. Like I see a lot of these up and coming kids who don't look like they've have much club club or play out history, but they're doing some cool shit. So let the kids play, you know? No, I, I totally agree. Play. I think it's the, uh, my thing is, uh, it's obviously starting at a lot, like a younger age nowadays. And I think it's definitely more mainstream and more, uh, widespread than it was with DMC. It was kind of a more select thing. Well, with to social make. media, it has to be. I yeah, mean, yeah. Every, everybody can. Everybody has a phone, so they can just record themselves right. doing stuff. So. so for me, it's it's almost like uh, I think the the frame of thinking at, at uh, approaching DJing, like the way you DJ now, I don't know if that's going to be. It's not an easy thing to capture and explain. And to show. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. You can't conveniently put it in a 30-second snippet. Exactly. Well, you can, but people aren't going to know that you're freeballing <laughs> it and it's something that that you pulled out of nowhere. Yeah. Do you understand? I, so, I, I get what you're saying, but I still feel like the way we even knew what a club was supposed to feel like is because we went to these clubs and we felt we saw a DJ or like heard a DJ make, make that club like bend that club to its will, basically. Right. Mm -hmm. Like make that club his, his bitch, basically. Right. Like, you know what I mean? I always look at it like, you know, oh, I'm not going to say that. <clears throat> I always look at it like I'm having sex with the club. Yeah, you know I, I, mean? I do the same exact way. Exact same yeah. way. Like to me, I, I do. I'm sorry. To me, like, I'm like, is this working? But not, you know, what's do even, I tickle it? What's do even worse? Where, where am I? <laughs> is it a tickle they need or do they need something serious? But fam, what's even like, worse is that you look at it also as like the dude that's DJing right now like yo is this how you gonna fuck right now you know what I mean I don't look at dude DJs and wonder how they're gonna fuck bro I'm saying fuck the crowd like yo oh. you really is this really how, how you gonna fuck the crowd right now is this what you gonna do that's I, you also look at it like that like yo <laughs> like are you behind dudes going yo this is as long as your dick is bro I'm saying like yo this is what, <laughs> what you gonna you do doing? this is like yo you have shorty right here in front of you this is what you're doing right now that's how you seducing her <laughs> back on that's how I see it you guys don't have any Pokemon in here <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see exactly what you're saying, but I also see dudes like, "Yo, this is how you treat. This is how you approaching this shit right now." Maybe that's this is all they got. No, no, no. I'm not <laughs> saying that it's bad or good. I'm just saying like that's how they approach it, and it's the same way like we approach it. We have to, you know what I'm saying? I don't Take, think. I think other people don't think the way we think. Honestly, I think they kind of. I don't of think they do. do. I don't think they know how to execute it. I think they have the same mentality. You know the somewhere. difference between going to a club and just having it be a club. 
and going and be like, wow, like something like everyone here is together. Everyone's on the same page. Everyone is listening. We're responding. Like everything there's a difference in that. My, my Once you feel that and yeah. you know what that feels like, you know if you didn't get there. My concern is the frame of thinking uh, approaching the actual act of DJing in a nightclub. That's what my concern or my, my, my question is, is that if everyone's routine based and they're putting these things together and the focus becomes on like, yo, these ideas and these concepts and they're great concepts and they're great things that it, it becomes less about the crowd and the energy in the crowd sometimes. Do you understand? And then that has to, either something's going to change where people are going to be like, oh, nightclubs are not about this anymore. It's about this now because the DJs are playing like this. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And then that's what I'm saying is that when I was going to clubs, it was really about the music. Mm-hmm. And then how the DJ was selecting and organizing the music. And then obviously we, it started getting a little bit more with skills, Serato, and then everything started Well, New started York, when crazy. you started, I feel like, well, I started before you, but when you were in New York, like... The DJs in New York, people, New York clubs love to stash the DJ in the closet anyway. Like, you would have like a DJ like in a closet or behind some door or like with some little viewing window. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Dude, Sometimes. I, in New York, that's the way you would have like Danny Tenegula or something in like some little closet, like with little. I mean, light. you would know better, not never. Wouldn't no, you say? Is, is yeah. that true? Like, compared, compared to the compared West Coast? Compared to right now. Well, Next compared to right now, it's definitely different. Yeah, now, now it's like the spotlight is on. Exactly. It's right on the DJ. Back in the days, it was like. The DJ would be up in the sky, like hidden from the dance floor, so you wouldn't see the DJ. Yeah, Even exactly. the first just booth here music. at Tao was like up, up on that little get, climbing the treehouse to get to the DJ booth at Tao, the, yep. the original one. It was like you remember, yeah, 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 for sure. Dancer, yeah, yeah. You could barely see it. And then well, you you had like, to bring your record crates up there. Yeah, <sighs> that was terrible. Yeah, that's brutal. Busted my shin on that thing. God bless your heart, man. But I'm saying, like, just approaching in that way where it was about the music and playing the music like that. I just think I'm I think, wondering I think there's, if, there's, if you go to different parties, like maybe not an open format situations. I mean, maybe that what you see, but like if you go to like like a funky house party, mm-hmm. like that the vibe is everything. So whatever that guy is curating, whatever kind of music he's playing, like that vibe is what he's going for. You know I mean, I feel like that same vibe, getting everyone on the same page. That's what like to me. That's what I'm aspiring to. Like I want to make sure everyone's on the same page. Everyone is having a good time. And, like, we're all in this together, kind of. You know what I'm saying? I mean, like, Zach, when was the last time you approached, like, a gig at a nightclub and you just freeballed? And you and you put no routines out? I freeball every gig. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but. You're pulling, you're pulling routines kind of like, well, I can fit this routine in here and then yeah. do this and that. Yeah, I mean, you I'm, playing, I'm playing the gig to the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then I'm seeing the opportunity to do little things that I know that I can do. Mm-hmm. It's just like you would do with. Uh, like, like a little I, wordplay thing or something, yeah, that we would do. Exactly. Yeah. You see, yeah, you I would see, never do wordplay. Well, you yeah. see a lane. You see a lane. Like, okay, I see that I can. Okay, here, I'm gonna get into my reggaeton bag real quick. Yeah. You see that lane and you go for it. Mm-hmm. I just see that lane and I do something else for a second. But everything else is still. You're still playing to the crowd. And there's times where I don't really do tricks at all. There's pl- plenty of times where I'm just like, I'm gonna play do- some dope music right now. And those are some of my favorite sets. I just did one in Virginia actually, and it was like. Afterward, I think I even posted the set after. It was just like, that was fun. Not a single trick, no nothing. Just boop, good songs, dope songs. I love that five-year anniversary 143 party. Yeah, that's it's a, a great mix. A lot of tricks on that, though. No, but yeah. that shit is greater. That's like, a great mix, though. That's right? insanely, goddamn, orchestrated correctly. It, it, it's the same type shit, though. You know, you're looking at the crowd, and if it's not working, you 
take a turn and you go somewhere that is. Because, I mean, that crowd, they're, it's a lot of people, and they're really intoxicated, and they know R&B. So you can yeah. get away with a <laughs> lot, but you still got to keep them. You're taking slow jams and keeping the energy up with slow jams, mm-hmm. so it's... That's the best. It is the best. Yeah. How are you able to do that? Play, drop slow jams and... Have you heard the, that mix? Keep the energy up. No, I didn't. Dude, you'll love it. Never. It's yeah, I mean, it, it helps when they know them. It helps yeah. when they know the music. How about that? What do you that? mean? What are you asking right now? No, he said he dropped well, slow jams. Yeah. Keep the energy going up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you drop like Pony, people keep dancing. They scream and shit. They Even start slower singing. Jams. Like, how about you drop like Knocking the Boots, H-Town, Yeah, right? exactly, yeah. Like that, you would, how about this? I couldn't go into town tonight and open with Knocking the Boots. No. You could probably do that at 143. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, Dude, here he we go. He wow. played Southside by Lloyd and Ashanti, and that shit went off. You can not. I would do that tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was great. Um, but it, it's, you know, the difference is, is it's because they're connoisseurs of that music. Just like if I go to a festival, I'm not going to do that because they're not connoisseurs of that music. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're playing a house club, you're going to drop dope house music. You just got to, it's the same thing that we all, it's, it's not anything that I got to explain. Everybody knows this. You go in and you see your crowd, you, you, find, you find out what they like, and then you just push the boundaries of what they know until they're like, holy shit, this guy. You're, getting a, you play, you're playing music that nobody else would play because you've pushed him to that level because you've read him enough. I mean, that's just it. Do you sometimes feel obligated to do these things because people are expecting them from you? Yeah, for sure. There's a, uh, yeah, especially lately I've been going, th- this whole year has been a mind fuck. And it's been a good thing because I'm finally coming out of it. But um, there's been a lot of self-reflection that I've had to do because I had a perception of, who I was and what I was doing and where I fit in the industry. And it was really difficult. Every time I got into a situation where I had to talk to somebody from the industry and I tried to try to explain myself almost every single time there, it was either this is vague or I don't get it or how does that fit in? And it was up until recently where I realized like, okay, this is what I'm perceived as good at. This is where I want to be. And now it's time to connect those dots. And for me, just like I said before, what separates me from any other DJ, there's a lot of other DJs out there who are really, really good at rocking a party and have way more connections, way more media following, way more everything. You just got to do what you love and what uh, is catching for you. And my shit just happens to be like a certain style of stuff. Semi-showcase, still party rock, uh, musically really open. And I just kind of accepted the fact that if that's what's working for me, I need to, I need to keep building that up and I have a place I want to go for sure over the next you know x amount of time towards artistry you know just like we've talked about before mm-hmm. um and it took it took a lot of crazy shit that happened this year to kind of be forced to examine that and figure out okay 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 maybe I was gassing myself up maybe I didn't deserve this maybe I didn't deserve that but I'm definitely deserving of this and I'm going to keep doing this because because if I don't do this, then what's the point of me even doing this? Right. You know, I said this a lot just now. <laughs> <laughs> I always, always think when I see like uh, DJs start growing and growing and they have their niche and they create like a niche mm-hmm. for themselves. And then where do they get to that dead mouse moment where they don't want to put the dead mouse mask on anymore? If that makes any, any sense. Totally makes sense. Where you get, you get, um, How about this? you get pigeonholed into this one thing or being uh, identified as one thing. Don't play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm. It's that kind of thing. There was a moment where I leaned into that because that's what I was getting a lot of credit for. Yeah, and it and it was fun. I remember when I was doing it early on, and it was it was exciting 
it was new to me and I was I could feel the creativity of it and then doing it and seeing people react to it it was great you do it long enough and it's time to let other people do it and I'm do it a lot less if mm -hmm. any you know and that's cool I don't think there's anything wrong with it it's just when did you feel like I was like I gotta take a step back when it was in every single three styles routine every <laughs> yeah. single three styles 2015 <laughs> yeah pretty quick I mean because you know it's like a there's a lot of creativity to to be had with it but then you hear it enough and it's just like anything else you know you get kind of tired like 95 percent of it sounds awful to me <laughs> there's that yeah yeah it sounds really bad there's some great ones but there's some great ones and then there's some there's a lot of horrible ones and you just realize how yeah it reminds me of like uh, American Idol when people would come in, they would they would sing, and they yeah. didn't realize they were off key, <laughs> oh, yeah. and they couldn't hear it. Yeah, that's what you equate DJs that do bad tone playing. Yeah, a little bit because they, yeah. they don't hear it. Yeah. They don't hear how bad it is, and then they do it, and I'm just like, yo, that was fucking brutal. And, oh man, you, yeah. To, if you if we were mic'd up during some three style judging, woo. I think you guys should be mic'd up. That'd that would be, be that would be. I've, I've pitched. Uh, dude, that would be amazing I've, to have you guys back there just shitting well, on people. Live. Actually, so 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 two things. One, uh, Headspin and I pitched uh, having a, a a pirate radio, somehow some some sort of a like a secondary channel that you could tune into while live streaming. Yeah. To hear me and him just rip on everything. The commentary that's all track. What is it? The comments track. Headspin. Yeah. He and I were we were the old Muppets up in the balcony that we were just snapping um but also there was uh there was a year i think it was 2014 i think and i was doing all the uh u.s national three style gigs and for some reason someone thought it was a good idea to give me twitter access to every local red bull account and oh. and allowed me to rip on all the people while they were djing damn it and man, <laughs> there was a lot of tweets that needed to be deleted in the morning, but it, it worked because people knew that I wasn't—I was going to try to not go too far. It was all in good fun. Right. I was going to give credit where credit was due, but it was also like if something was out of pocket, I was going to talk about it. How know? do you guys? How do you guys look at the theatrics of the Red Bull shit? Like, uh, like. What was the one DJ who was eating sushi and shit? I forgot his name, but oh, he was yeah. eating a full roll of sushi. Kid from Japan. It, yeah. 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 Is that is that appreciated? If it, is it all in fun? Or is it just kind of like, yo, we is don't need wow to see factor? this shit? Do you not want to see that? Is it like, We oh, don't need to see cool. this shit. As long as, like for him, for example, he backs it up with other stuff. Right. And it, if he didn't back it up with anything, I would have just been completely uninterested. But for him, it was just like, all right, this is all in good fun. Mm -hmm. But you've already done everything else, too. So that's cool. That's fine. You know, I don't... I don't want to see it again because <laughs> because watching a grown man try to eat five pieces of sushi and not realize that you have to still chew and swallow and no water around yeah. it and looks still painful keep the, it looks so the painful he's just like <laughs> there was one moment i thought for sure he was gonna drop like oh man he can't breathe yeah. he can't breathe but he did other stuff too that was dope so yeah uh are you i mean i threw dildos at a lot of people during the three yeah, styles so. that was a that was a monument. I, wish I wouldn't do it footage. again. I wouldn't do it again. That was your sushi eating. I have yeah. photos. No, <laughs> Scooter, doing it like I, I love watching you DJ, and you know I think the way that Zach approaches his gigs with the routines and stuff like that. I wanted to talk about what you actually do and how you approach the night and how you organize your crates because you and I spend 
fairly not similar but we approach djing very similar where we like free we free ball a little bit and then we have certain sets that we would just plant here and there but the sets are more to transition into different things right right but i don't know if people really understand that way of djing as much nowadays isn't that what it is not really what do you think it is now i think people plan i i don't think people literally just free ball I think I think they have their sets. Hmm. You think a lot of people just free ball? I don't I think, think so. I think a lot of people free balling is like I mean I'm not completely free balling. There's certain things that I kind of know this goes with this thing and this kind of goes with this thing and I have those and I have like, you know, 100 of those or something in my pocket. Yeah. So I'll just kind of feel out the crowd da 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 and then I'm like, okay, I can do this little thing and then I'm going to go here. And that's something that I do, you know, that's like a thing that I do. So I don't know if that's like free balling or not. So maybe mostly free balling. I don't know. I mean, you approach it to a point where like you're not really, but you're not organizing a set. I don't know what I'm gonna play from song to song. Always. Like I, I mean, never there, do. there are DJs that are organizing sets. Like from the beginning to the end. I mean, it might not be beginning to the end, but they're organizing sets. You're not telling me there's DJs that don't look back at their playlist or, or like and they're just you, playing shit over and over I the same e- way. Like I, in order. Yeah, definitely. I tried that when I first started, and that shit was not fun. It kills everything. You don't feel like no sense of creativity because you're already you're walking the same steps over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So also, it's a different crowd. Yeah, you just like you don't, expect. you never like you know, you probably put three hot songs together. You're like, oh, this is gonna hit. By the third week, the the second song does not work. So then you kind of like, okay, well, let's delete that. I, I always assume that a lot of dudes like practice a lot. I hardly ever practice. I used to. And then they, they definitely plan their sets. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think no. so. Not anymore. I don't uh, think so. Scratch Bastard said, um, he and I were talking about that one time, and he said that, what is it? He said it was 50%. Was it 50? I, don't, I should get him on the phone. It was, it was like 50% preparation and 50% spontaneity because you can make planned sets, but in all, like, in all likelihood, that set's going to bomb because you have no idea what the actual vibe is. I've been to Tao a lot of times mm-hmm. and I couldn't plan a start to finish set to save my life there because number one you never know what the op- how the opener is going to be playing you never know what you're going to have to you pretty much know that you're going to have to lead with energy that's sort of the Tao mentality you, you know that you're going to lead with a certain amount of energy but you don't know I think that in open format clubs you never know what the circumstances are going to be so being able to be spontaneous and be flexible doesn't really lead itself to planning out full sets. I think that anybody, any DJ is going to do their, oh, I got, I got a mean three songs with this, and then move on to something new. Like, that's just how it goes, right? Right, right, yeah, yeah. But I think in the EDM world, it's a lot easier to do something like that. Well, yeah. I, I planned out one set one time. I just pressed a button and stood there. I, I was, it was for, um, what was it? I, had a, I was pretending to be Marshmallow, so I had like, it was like for this thing, I had a marshmallow head, and then I had two dudes dressed as a Daft Punk, and there was some other dude dressed as Dead Mouse. And we did it like as a joke, and we came out, and I made this like thirty-minute thing that I thought Marshmallow would play, whatever. So just a couple of his songs, remixed with a bunch of stuff. I just pressed play and jumped around and drank because I couldn't DJ with that helmet on my head, which I assume he doesn't either. Because how do you DJ with that big ass helmet on your head? But like it went surprisingly well, like terrifyingly well, like to the point where I was like wow, like, is this something that you could do? Is this what everyone does? I mean, I know a lot of DJs already do that. 
in the EDM world, but well, how about this? I'd never done it. Yeah, it, but it worked like really well. It's different too because with uh, a lot of EDM and dance stuff, you're you're more uh, time constricted. Yeah. You have like a solid set, and mm-hmm. you you do not go over that set. Like it's not tight if you go over that set. So in, you got your hour. You got your hour. And yeah, a, half. a lot. Yeah, of, but we've all been through that. We've still freeballed it a little bit. Well, okay. So I was gonna bring out like Crazy and I. When we do festivals, it's the same type of thing. We know how long we got. And we understand that for the most part, we need to plan out a pretty good amount of stuff. If it's a festival, you got to plan it out though, right? Yes. But we still end up, always end up messing around. Like we get through and we're like, actually, you know, let's do this. And then we'll we'll get back to it. Maybe we will. Maybe we won't. But So when you say let's do this, what does that mean? Like let's do another set or let's just fuck around? Oh, let's go. No, no, no. Like, uh, okay, so we were at hard fest last year mm-hmm. and we thought okay we know what this is going to be like it's going to be like this and we got there and it was a little bit different because the circumstances just the kids wanted to hear a certain kind of thing and it, we got 20 minutes in and we're like hey you know what let's fuck around for a minute i know you got a couple songs like that i'll jump in with a couple songs like this nothing none of it was planned it was some of it was similar stuff that i'd either heard him play or mm-hmm. he's heard me play we there's a little bit of trust there that i knew that we could tag out oh i know if you do that you're going to leave this part open and then I can just figure out something to piece in there. And then eventually we got back to whatever we had originally planned. But then again, we, we started doing that and then we still took another left turn and we ended the whole last part of the set was all just like free ball in it. And granted, I don't think that hardly anybody at festivals do that. I don't think that that was the best, necessarily the best method in theory. We did it because it was, we saw that we should change things up and we did it. But it could have been more strengthened had we known what to do and made a solid set there. But picture, like with festivals, you have a lot more understanding of what kids are going to like than you do at, at at clubs, I feel like. Because everybody's there to see a certain type of thing. There's a little bit more unity. And we're here for this sound. We're here for this energy. Um, if, there's, if you see a couple of artists on the bill, you know there's going to be a couple fans that are into that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But at clubs, I mean, it's a... Toss up. Well, There's so many times where I'll talk. I'll call five. Like when I knew knew he was a tower. Hey, how was it last night? Oh, it was like this. Whoa, popping. Yeah, popping. But like way over here, not over here. And then I'll call him the next week. He'll be like, now was over here. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's just because Vegas is you know an influx of tourism or whatever. But yeah, yeah. Every club, weekend, yeah, every weekend is different. Yeah, and I think. uh I think there's something good about that and something bad about that because if you're a local DJ, you can get away with playing the same sets over and over again because yeah. there's a different crowd coming in. I was going to say that. As opposed to if you're a local DJ in like a local city and you get a different, uh, and you have the same people coming to see you almost every weekend, you really have to play different every time. It's like you can't do that in New York. Yeah. Right. Okay, I got it. How about this though? If you are that local DJ here, yeah, the crowd doesn't know, but I know the staff knows. I've heard plenty of stories of yep. people getting talked about because oh this motherfucker plays the same set every time yeah. and they'll and call, they, out, your call out your next yeah. songs yeah and uh you can't tell me that doesn't negatively affect oh it irritates me uh, but eventually i'll change my set down. specifically for that it's but, gotta but trickle the, down but the to, question is this is it if it's that bad where they get rid of you and they hire somebody else and that person isn't as good as you hmm. they're gonna bring you back and they get and then maybe they'll space you out more you they think? might space you out more or they'll just realize like yo the money's coming in. He's bringing people. And we're 
and everyone's happy except us, but we're making money, so why the fuck are we going to bitch about it? Sure. Crook is absolutely right because I DJed with or opened with one guy for about five years, and the, the waitresses would always complain, and he would start his set with the exact 10 to 12 songs every time. Every time, never failed, 10 to 12 songs. And then after that, he would kind of like maybe freestyle a little bit more. He was he was a rock, he was rock solid. Name names. Like, Name names. I can't. <laughs> Leave this podcast. And, and, then, and then here's the thing is that when he left, they missed him. Yeah. Mm. And that's the thing. It's like, oh, shit. Like, all these other dudes are like, whatever. Like, oh, fuck, we missed that dude. Yeah. That's always going to happen, though. If you and if you look at Am, Am was kind of this not the same way, but he had the same routines. He would have things together when he was at Bond English. The, the girls would say, "Oh, I know what Am is going to play." Yeah, at least for I, the first couple. I think that's going to happen anyway. I mean, never. Yeah. You're you're at you know you're a resident at a club. You're there multiple times. Yeah. Throughout the week, I mean, you force yourself to change it. I try to. Yeah, I try yeah. my best. But in to the do end, it. what's worse is if you clear the room out, or if you do something that's like not going to stop them from making money. I think that's more detrimental. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest with you. If oh if the staff is listening to your shit and they're knowing what's the next song, they're not busy. <laughs> All right. They so pay attention so to exactly. You. So you have to pick and choose when you're doing a set and when you're not. Because honestly, the beginning and ending of a night is when you just need to switch it up. In my opinion, in the beginning of the night when the staff aren't doing shit, people are trickling in. That's when you fucking switch it up you try some different shit mm-hmm. and the end of the night that's when you do some different shit too where you're just like scratch for 45 minutes nah yeah. <laughs> 3 a.m. why not it's, like, it's 3 o'clock you, fuck it like, <laughs> that's when you I'd mean to change the scratch sample each week I don't know what their problem is <laughs> start off I went from fresh to calm <laughs> I start off with the three click go down to the what is the what are the key points when you're putting together a festival set I'm trying to put it together in my head what are the key points that you need in a festival set when you're putting it together so like if I was to break it down I would say everything at some point there needs to be a continuous breakdown to build up breakdown to build up yes or no no there's arguments about that there's people who there okay so people in the festival world talk about DJ sets just like people in, in yeah the normal club world they've all got their gripes they got their complaints oh I'm so tired of this. I'm so tired of the build, drop, build, drop, build, drop mentality. Oh, they say that? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's like the biggest thing is because you, you, it's been build, drop, build, drop for a long time now, and it does get pretty stale. If you sit in on a couple sets, they're high energy. If you sit in on one, you'll be like, damn, that was crazy. Sitting on five of those, it, it grows a little old. Uh, it's, it's kind of it's, like it's an, old, same thing. It's an old theory oh. with old, like old house EDM music, right? Where the drop goes out and then there's silence and then something builds up, mm-hmm. like that's just how it's, that's just how that particular music was made. But like, they don't make that type of house anymore. They do make that. Kind they of still house. do. Absolutely, it's coming yeah. back strong. Yeah. It doesn't. What I don't hear it as often because it's not in the clubs. But it's just like it's just gone underground. That's what house music does, man. It always runs itself out of stuff. Like they always just keep going too much. Like it'll get to a sweet spot, get real busy, mm-hmm. and then the producers will just make if it's fast, it, that's good. They'll make it faster. If it's hard, they'll make it harder until they just they get themselves out of the lane and then they're underground. Because we remember a time when it's going back to hard style, probably. Because we remember that <laughs> time now. where that silence was like, oh my god, we want that in a song. Do you remember that? Where like and people would like cheer like woo, and they would hear the highlight, and then you'd hear the piano come in, and everyone would like wild the, the fuck out. Still happening, man. You just don't go to. Festivals. I know, no, I know, I know. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying with the festival, with the breakdown and the build up, breakdown, build up, and then 
at some point we were like, oh my God, this silence is death. I can't have any silence. It's got to be just continuous. The house has to just be continuous. At some, there's got to be a beat underneath at some point. It has to keep moving, keep moving, keep moving. Yeah. So with the festival, you're saying that the build-up breakdown is like, ugh, it's like whatever. Some people go from build-up to just bass drop, and there is no ever quiet points. Well, I don't even mean a quiet point. I'm saying just a breakdown to a build-up. The drop is what everyone is about at right. a festival, usually. Depending on in it big in the big room, there are fest all kinds of different festivals. I'm talking. But that's about. what I'm saying. You see, if I was building a festival set, it would be literally continuous breakdowns to build-ups, and then at, maybe after three of them, I'd have to throw in something unusual. That's like EDM stuff. Like if you're like a deep house DJ and you're at a festival, you're not doing that. You're keeping a vibe. Well, like for two cents, like at a festival or even any of us at a festival, what we're going to do, how would like, what, I mean, it's what, the same thing as what you would do with the club set, but yeah. with this, it's Is just, it? it's an energy thing. It's like, all right, we're going to navigate the energy. We're going to get our little, our moments off because with two cents, it's an adaptation of both of us. So it's still, there's still tricks. There's still messages. There's still like moments because we know if we go in there and we just play rave top 40. That it'll be effective, but it's not going to be memorable. You know, what's going to, why would we get booked again for that? You mm -hmm. know, so it's got to have these moments where people are going to go, whoa, that was different. And so it's the same mentality of like, all right, where are we going to play? If we're going to play Hard Fest, it's going to sound like one thing. If we're going to play Shambhala in Canada, it's going to be wildly different because that's like way more heady, right? We're, okay, how about this? We're doing Hard Fest this year. We're also doing this thing called Emissions this year. And emissions is more like out in the woods. It's like the U.S. version of Shambhala sort of thing, where it's more, it's like, it's heady. It's underground. It's, we're going to play some weird, weird music, but it's going to be dope. But that set is going to be entirely different from hard. It's like wild different. So it's still going to follow the same uh, movement of energy. It's still going to have the same m moments where if somebody wants to pay attention, they can. And we're still going to try to start and end strong, but this songs are just going to be so crazy different. So you approach different. it the same way you do as a nightclub or the festival? I think it's just force of habit. Like we're, we're entertainers, we're performers. So to some extent, you're going to want to have those, you just want moments, you know? Like, yeah. And if that, if, if, if that means the whole set takes a certain sound and, and momentum, then that's a moment. Like... Nothing crazier than watching somebody go in, try to do too much, and then have a do a really dope selector come on and move slow through the whole set and just body everybody. And that's a moment, but it's just different, you know? So we just, we look at what the festival is and what the music we're probably going to play is, and then we just tailor it to that. And then we just navigate through it the best we can while staying true to us, offering our outside perspective into whatever it is we're playing. Because, like... Nobody ever says, oh, Four Colors Act, he's a trap DJ. Nobody says, Four Colors Act, he's a dubstep DJ. But, like, I'll play it for sure. But I'm going to offer my own spin on it. Yeah. But would you call Two Cent a trap DJ duo? I wouldn't say trap, but I would definitely say it's for the masses of bass music. To me, Two Cents is it's the amalgamation of Craze and my history together attacking and expanding on bass music. And getting on bigger and, and focusing on the Cirque du Soleil of DJing for big stages. And big stages usually means big sounds. Cirque du Soleil of DJ music. I like that. Yeah, man. Get ready. Somebody come, when, when come we from find, the ceiling. When we, get in our, when we get in our bag, 
You don't know what might happen. I might throw a dildo. They're back, <laughs> baby. Okay, they're back. Okay, okay. Two cent merch going on sale this month. Stickers for everybody. That would be the dopest merch. Just you with just like the dildo on the back. Just that's it. Does that uh, <laughs> support your team? Do you, do you guys feel like you need to drop more original? Absolutely. Yes, I and mean, we have a ton coming. In fact, after I leave Vegas tomorrow, I go to Miami for a gig, and then I stay there for a week for the studio time. So, how necessary is it that only you and Craze create those, create those, create that production? Oh, as far as do we want ghosts? Yeah. Well, do you even consider it ghosts if you're like working with different other people and no. stuff like that? Uh, I mean, it's 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 a, that's a long conversation. It's a deep one. Uh, we do all of our own production, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, if if I knew people that were easily accessible that could help in other ways, fuck yeah, I'm all for collaboration, you know, and credit where credit's due. If I collaborate with somebody, they're getting credit. Um, uh, no, yeah, I, I would love assistance in cranking out more material because to me it's like a, it's the arms race, you know. I, uh, to a fault, I like to do too much hands-on. And we've talked about this too. Like right. if it comes to design, if it comes to marketing, if it comes to making music, I like to do it all myself to a fault and that negatively affects me because I work on a song for an extra month or two because I'm trying to get the mix down right and Craze is like we gotta move the fuck on I'm like oh just hold on I gotta get this thing hitting and um, that's if uh, if we can continue to build and we can build a team that we can work with fuck yeah by all means you know that's the way the music industry works almost no successful DJ is solely making everything themselves it, obviously some are I'm not saying they're not all but the industry is different now it's you know when you go down to a studio session even with like any pop artist like when I sit in on a studio session with Dream you think Dream is well fuck he's a bad example because he actually can and yeah, does do everything crazy. himself <clears throat> but let's say you sit down on a studio session with another uh, bass artist who knows how many influences or hands were working on something you'd be surprised how many people get songs and then they just re-engineer them and nothing wrong with that you know i mean shoot the the homie um uh vaughn so u-turn dj uh, dj from vancouver way back in the day moved to la was in the group oliver so he's an insane dj an insane producer and he just said you know fuck it actually i i make great music for myself but it never really my my artistry never really took off but i take a lot of pride in working with other people and he just sits in his studio in all, in LA and just cranks out stuff with people. He just did he just mixed Chromio, Chromio's album and got a Grammy nomination for it. <laughs> so Oliver's music is crazy. I had no idea that's who it was actually. Yeah, yeah, it's him and this other dude. Um but he's yeah, he's moved on to just doing that cuz he prefers studio stuff and and Sonically that is like some of the most solid thing out there period like their concepts and the way it sounds like yeah, how hard nuts. it hits. Yeah. Like, they're in, like, such a weird pocket, those people. Mm-hmm. Man, that's crazy. I had no idea those yeah. guys. So, to answer your question, I'm not at all opposed to collaborate with anyone in any way, you know? But that's definitely not where I've come from in the past, but it's something I need to learn to, to continue to do better with mm-hmm. because it's just the state of the... It's just the way... There's no reason I should be beating my head against the wall and being stuck on I have to do it all if it is hindering the creative process and completing more art. Right. and getting more stuff out there which ultimately helps your career so that's just one of the personal hurdles you got to overcome i've know? always just wondered like because i'm like you i'm very hands-on mm-hmm. but like when the machine is moving and there's opportunity and 
and it's like and time is not on your side yep like what is the ethical thing to do uh and i would ask for help and if asking for help would be working with dudes who produce shit and you kind of let them do the work but you tell them what direction you're going to and it lets you focus on the DJing and maybe the performance aspect of everything. Well, I don't really have a problem with that. Not all day. Especially, but, it, especially but it's one of those things that would it would I be okay with it or would I not be okay with it? But that I won't really know till the machine is moving and it's, everything's so busy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when everything's so busy and chaotic and you're just trying to get things done and when it's all done and when the smoke clears and it gets distributed to people and people hear it and they're accepting it and absorbing it then the questions of like did you make this you're like no but it was so busy and we were doing this shit and they're like well like why'd you put your name on it like you know and all of this shit comes out and then you're like fuck well like Maybe we should have t- taken yeah. our time. It's well, always that, that shit that I, I think about. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I, thankfully, we've never been or I don't expect us to be in a situation where anybody's ever going to make something for us and we're putting our names on it type of thing, yeah. faking it like that. I think that because we always have an expectation of wanting to get some satisfaction out of it, we're always going to have to work on stuff. It's more about collaborating with a team than just being the being the marshmallow mask so to speak you know but do you guys like scooter i know you produce a lot and i feel like you've ghost produced for for certain people definitely name names <laughs> do you have a problem with that though if you if there's a dj like you guys respect and they're having ghost production do you understand like yo that's the machine some people are at a level where there's no way they can sit in the studio and make music like you would have to be on like amadeus level being able to creativity just create the kind of stuff like at the level they need to create it like you can't do you know 250 you know 300 nights you know a year flying all over the world and still create music like that's all you it's just i mean very few people can do that but there are there are people who like to me there are djs who are ceos and there are djs who are artists and the ceos have a talent that i mean i personally don't have like they can run like whatever their brand is and if they maybe they'd started making music but they just don't have time to do it now because they're running you know whatever this brand is you know what i'm saying and i honestly it's hard for me to hate on it because people you know pay me to do this sometimes so i don't <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it because you know i'm good at that and honestly i wouldn't want to be i could never do what they do like the do you CEO actually part. enjoy it more when you're ghost producing i uh, yeah kind of because the pressure is off. It's just me creating something for somebody else. If they're happy, then it's like a private thing. Like you, I made it for you. You're happy, and I'm happy, and we're good. I've been starting to like do outsource like design work and production work for people, and it's like it's kind of the most refreshing thing I've ever had to do because, I mean, like you're not thinking of every step. You're just kind of focusing on only the design or only on the production. You're not really concerned with the marketing or the logistics of all of this and that and it's just kind of freeing because if it's your song now you got to think about how am i going to dis- distribute it what's the marketing see the, you know what's the, the look ceos would have someone for all that too right you know what i mean like like he's just managing everything just everything that, that's going on mm-hmm. i don't know man i don't think there's it's hard it's hard for me to talk smack about it like i'll say this it's upsetting when something you make for someone else blows up though 
and you're like, damn. But how does that work? Do like held if you on do to that, that one. <laughs> do you get any points, or is it just a one-time thing? That depends I'm, on the deal. Yeah, it depends on the deal. Personally, I've never gotten any points or anything like that. I'm a straight up. Look, I do this for you. You do this for me. That's it. I'm done. What, so, what's the going? If you don't mind me asking, what's the going rate? It could be from you know, if it's somebody that I know, like 500 to like a couple thousand for me. And if it yeah. blows up, then you're just like, fuck. I'm like, you know, good, good, good job. High five. <laughs> I'm glad you did well. <laughs> Do they throw you some extra paper? No, never. Yeah, no, Not one time. <laughs> never. Have like that happened before? Like a but song they come blew? back one time. Really? One time. That's I all it takes is one time. Up. That's all you need is the one time. Yeah. Off air, can you t- we will talk about this. Because sure. I'm really interested. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. All right. Um, hold on one second. No wonder you don't have keys on your keyboard anymore. Heavy hands. You see that? Jesus. Pop, 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 what did pop. it do to you? <laughs> That's a new computer, by the way. Uh, the last time you've seen him. Okay. Let me see. I just got a new one. Uh, uh, I've my been first, there. Had new? my first crash. A new, new? Like brand new? Brand new. First uh, Tonight will be the first time using it. 2019? Wait, that, what? Two days ago, I bought Wait, it. Wait, what's happened? He got a new computer. I had a bad incident, and you know, once you can't trust something. Oh yeah, it's it's completely out. I'll sell it. Yeah. <laughs> you had a bad incident with what? Oh, I was at Laptop. a I, I was at a club, and I I played a day club in San Diego, and I went to a nightclub in in Reno, and I had three devastating crashes in a row, and I just was like, well, after the third one, I was like, let's go drink, cause I'm not gonna keep doing this. And I was 30 minutes into my set. Damn. And so then you know I. I later found out, diagnosed it, figured out the issue. Yeah, I heard someone somebody was sleeping over here or something. Oh, yeah, I heard, uh, I heard, uh, I heard the issue. Uh, you know, it's like, what am I gonna? I, my next gig was it here, so it's like, do I trust that that issue won't happen again? Nope, because this is our career. So I just went to the Apple Store and was like, fuck, give me a new one. Was the one that was fucking up? Was it a new one? Like a new? No, 2013, but it was a beast, total beast. I use it. I've used it solid. Never had an issue. Anything. I mean, it was a, it was a dumb circumstance. It was one of those things that when I heard what it was, it was like, mm, well, that was kind of out of my hands. But still, still happened. And if let's just say I came here and it happened here, I could never forgive myself for not preparing for so, that. So tonight's the first time you're gonna use the new computer. Mm-hmm. Damn. Is it a 2019 or brand brand new? Really? Yep. Good luck. I had to buy the new cables and everything. Damn. Yeah. Good luck. I know. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be praying for Real you. talk. Have you, have you, have you used you. it a lot? Like, have you used it? <laughs> no. You haven't used it at all? No. You know what's crazy, too, is the I keyboard. Go, the keyboard is mad different. Yeah. yeah. You need to go directly That's to like, one of these dudes' houses and get on something and use it before you go on, for sure. Yeah. The keys are, like, yeah. fucked up, man. It's, the keys so super different. Weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's, like I, it's the basically program, the program runs different on it. It gets hot easier. There's it all kinds of things. It's hot. Yeah, don't, yeah, it's not. Don't use it at a day club. Yeah, never use it at a day club. Yeah. So you're yeah. saying yeah, prep a USB. Yeah, for we're real. We're going to call shit. you next week to see what was the outcome. The new ones are just aren't built for us, man. At least no. for people who do day parties. Like, like I got <laughs> Yeah, and, and you got to get a program to run your... Like, that thing doesn't have a fan. Like, well, you know crazy. what? I'm actually curious. It doesn't have a fan. It has a heat sink. Yeah. Like if you take it outside what? in the heat, it just starts stuttering. Da, da, da. You could have it completely fleshed out. Da, 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 da. You know, there's people that don't believe you, right? Zach, yeah, I've seen so their computers. Scared, by the way, at this point. No, I literally have arguments with like people who love Apple and all of this shit. They don't do they, believe. Do you. they DJ at day parties? They don't. In the heat? Well, then they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I've watched my laptop do it, and I know why it happened. And I've also put it on top of ice and seen it stop yeah. happening. Mine yeah. crashed. Mine crashed at Hardfest. 
Oof. Oof. We got lucky there, though. It was during a sing-along moment, so the music just stopped and everyone kept singing. That's perfect. <laughs> hey, Craig, play a song. Get on that. That's so fucking nuts. <laughs> yeah. Did you get it checked out? Uh, I, Serato diagnosed it for me. So they figured it out. But it was still, it was just like. Then that's like having your own personal doctor. Ooh, you can just call Serato. So is that. Is that's, that the, that's the most flexing yeah, thing you've said Serato. today. Yeah, shout out Serato. All day. Flex. That was the most flexing thing you said today. Right, you Serato diagnosed it for me. One, one time. Wait, wait. So Never you had mind. a problem with your computer, so you just hit up Serato? Yeah. Nice. Damn, lucky. Must be, be nice. Calling Pete out for must everything. be nice. What I, don't, privilege. what I don't get is like people got to understand Serato's there to help. If you got a problem, hit them up. They'll help as much oh, as they, they can. They do. They'll, 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 if you email them, they email them. They're they, there yeah, to help. Get on the stuff they they kind of I can't really stand it when people talk shit about Serato, man. They're, it takes about two days for an email back, though. But People talk back. shit about Serato DJ Pro. Yeah, but like, talk, oh, giving shit to the brand. Like, they're giving you a career and they're there to help. Shut up. Like, I'm tired of the Serato hate. Like, yeah, things go is, wrong sometimes. Is there Serato hate? Where is that? No, like, like, every time, every time I see somebody try to, like, drag Serato for a, for a crash, it's just like... Everybody points that out, bro. There's yeah. a lot of people that point it out, make a big fuzz and deal about it. Really? Oh, man. There was, oh, I, know, I know plenty incredibly. of DJs who habitually try to rag on him just for... It just yeah. feels like for something to talk about. I think we're talking about for the same person's. I just feel yeah. like it was about scratch. It was about uh, not scratch live, though. It was always about Serato DJ. That's Serato DJ. Everybody has. My, my whole point is like they're trying to do something for the culture. They're trying to make our lives easier and more creative, <laughs> and they're there to help. Like, what's wrong with that? You know. It reminds me of like when Tiger Woods got into that scandal, right? With all the women and stuff coming out. Two thousand nine. And the first call I think he made was Nike. <laughs> As you Nike should. just took care of shit for him. Damn. As you should. Wow. I have a question. Uh, you used to, you were talking about syncing earlier. What I know there's different options of the sync that you can use, right? Yeah. Which one do you go off of? You th- or you? Think I don't even know. Simple? Yeah. Is that a thing? Is that <laughs> I, I think it's simple and there's like I don't the know. one that does everything. I mean, the thing is I turn it off and on all the time. So, oh, okay. like, you know how it is. There's some songs that just... you. There's you can't some, beat match. Right. Like an acapella, if, if, if you're an acapella over something, or you're going to do something complicated. Exactly. If I'm playing a bunch of music that's all basically within the same realm, easy, boop, you know, cool. I don't want to sit there and babysit it, especially these days with, like, I'll be honest, I don't really, I'm on my last pair of new needles right now. Mm. And when those things go out, whew, and there's plenty of times where, like, by no fault of the mix, like, there's a little stutter because of whatever reason. And I, do I want to sit there and, like, babysit a little stutter? Like, no, I'm going to hit the thing. And if it jumps, I'll hit the thing again. Fine, it's it's back. But if I'm mixing like soul music or disco, there's no there's no quantization with that. Right. So like, why would I sit there and try to sync that? You know, there's each each style of music has a different way that you play it, and so not everything works for sync. But there's plenty of times where sync will help you for, you know, for very little that you have to offer back to it. I've never used it ever before, so I'm just unaware of it. Yeah, yeah. I've never used it. It was kind of like frowned upon at a point. So it's just like I. Hear, hearing him say it, it's kind of like, I makes me... Craze is the one that forced me to do it. I used to do everything like that, and I enjoyed it, too. I was like you, yeah. I enjoyed it. And then, I don't know what happened, like, I don't know why I even tried it, but it was just kind of like, well, this isn't bad, this is cool, this does gives me a little bit of time to... If I do that, I can set up for this, and, you know... So, wait, when you do the oh. sync, is it keeping everything at zero? No, it keeps it at whatever... So, like, let's say this one's playing and plus five. The left side is playing and if, and plus you, five. And you sync a song to another yeah mm-hmm. so uh 
if you sync that, it'll, then that one's plus five. If you're on oof, and if you're on HID mode to CDJs, and you pitch it down, they all pitch down. And that's, that's what I love. Like, right there, to me, that is the sole reason to use sync. Like, wait, let's wait, say wait, you're wait, on wait, CDJs. Wait, HID mode, if you have this one minus four and this one plus two, and you go down on one of them, if, 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 if everything goes down? If you're, oh, fuck, I keep screwing this up. Uh, if you're on CDJs, and you got plus four here, and you sync this one, also plus four an hour, or whatever, whatever, whatever it needs to be. Let's talk more BPM range. If you're at 100 and you're at 100. Right. Or no, you're at 100 and you're at 93. Sync. Okay, now that's 100. Perfect. I'm at 100. And then you're like, well, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go up to some house shit. You could sync 128 beat per minute song to 100 beat per, beat per minute song and then just and they both go up. Wow. And right there. <clears throat> so basically your own like. You can make your, you own, can make transitions your own transitions on the constantly, right? It's crazy. Because. And, I, I already do like my own transitions, but I'm I'm slowing everything down together with the mm -hmm. actual uh, pitch. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, just think it's like it's just a lot easier. The just other think way. how much smoother things can be if you're yeah. In, yeah. But but I do agree. There's I've seen some pretty wild ones where it's like okay, now I'm gonna jump up to 45 and drop it to eight. And I'm gonna right, right, it's yeah, like, yeah. That's hey, more power to you. But there's some there's a lot of times where it's like, but to what end? But you know? one one triggers the other one, right? If it's on, if CDJs and HID, yeah. So you, or, oh, you mean for sync in general? Yeah, sync in general. Yeah, you, you just tell it which one's the master. Like, listen to that one. Hey, you, listen to that one. And then wow. this one's playing, and then you put on a new song. Hey, you, listen to that one. I think my only complaint, I think with sync when it first came out, was I was like, oh, here's another reason that people Everyone's don't Everyone's going to start DJing? Someone doesn't need to learn. Yeah, everyone's gonna, it's, no one's going to learn this. My, my favorite yeah. thing was to walk around on the Groove Cruise and, like, see DJs that, like, you know, younger dudes who just, you know, didn't know. I either like put my hand in front of the laptop if they're using laptop because they can't mix up their ears. Yeah, sure. Or I just walk by and just boop, hit sync, and then walk away. Well, it's, there's plenty of stuff like that. There's plenty of reasons to to like or dislike. But that's actually a really good reason to like it. Yeah. No, there's see that that makes it fresher, and that's yeah. all I'm about doing something you could not pull off before. You gonna mm -hmm. try that tonight? No, I don't, I don't even know what HID. Means. What does HID mean? I don't know. Heavy and D's. Heavy. And we're back. <laughs> so the shirts and the hoodies. They come out oh, I have another question because you're yeah. such an advocate for the S9. Do you feel like there's going to be another mixer that's going to surpass the one that the S9? Uh, no comment. Okay. Uh, back How? to you, Cricket. Well, what would you want in a mixer other than what's on the S9? I find, I find that hard to believe. Like, I can't imagine. Like, using it, I'm like, I, it's like the perfect mixer to me right yeah. now. Like everything is like to me is perfect. Maybe the the way you select things is, is not, I, like I wish there was a light up there. My only that's thing is the, the 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 headphone knob is so small. That's my only thing. That's, but I have big that's, fat that, that is crazy. Uh, my fingers are just <laughs> yeah. fat. That's my only like I'd be like hey. it's so small. There, I mean it's not perfect because Come on, the man, sound. If you, if you dropped a small piece of candy on the ground, you could probably pick wow, that up. Wow, 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 wow. It's wow. not perfect because the sound is not. You know what I mean? It needs to run into another, like a, an, uh, you know, another like a amp. No, it needs to run into another mixer or another thing that can kind of push it. Because if you're going reds, I think in in an S9, it's got to be horrible. You're saying sonically, it doesn't sound that good. Yeah, I would say compared to what the 900 or whatever the fuck. Yeah, we're still using yeah, the agreed. Weapon. Yeah, nothing, nothing worse. I think and that's it happens the reason. All the time, than playing a set and you you're like, I'm gonna body this shit and you work your ass off and everyone's like damn that was cool and then some closer who isn't really dj they're just like taking time off from their barback shift comes on to a set of cdjs and a 900 and presses play off a usb stick and the whole room's just like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. everyone's like god damn like wh when sound quality is that big of a jump it it's 
It so you've heard it that sustained? It like happens that. all the time. All the time. Especially like I'll, I'll be in Asia and most places in Asia, CDJs and a 900 USB sticks. Like that's what's expected. So when you come in and you're on turntables, even if you're on CDJs and a S9, you know, it's going to sound good. But when somebody comes on and uses that, it's almost like without fail. And granted, maybe that's about some of the songs. That no, that's not, no, it's not even that. Yeah, it just sucks when somebody comes on and plays a, plays on a setup that is just generally louder. Or here's another one. Uh, I used to get on crazy about this all the time. So he was on Tractor, and I was on Serato, and we were doing two-by-four sets. Well, Tractor's got an internal limiter. So he would run everything. All his knobs were Absolutely. at 10. Yeah. He would, just, like, trims, 10. 10, 10. Like, he couldn't possibly make his music louder. And he'd be running into the aux of the S9, and I'd just be controlling him if he was too loud or whatever. Mm -hmm. But it was without fail. We'd play the exact same songs, but his just sounded more full. And it was like, motherfucker, you're redlining like crazy. How is this happening? It, it, it always just was like, what am I doing wrong? And it makes I realized, no production sense. And then one day I was like, does Tractor have an internal limiter? And he's like, I don't know. And he goes and looks, and he's like, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> now we're like on an even playing field, you know? Yeah. But... I've talked to Serato about internal limiters. It'd be nice. I had track. something like that, though. It just doesn't work as Some well, plug. right? The auto gains? No, that, no, I'm not, no, that's not no. what I'm talking about. I'm no? talking about a limiter. Like a studio yeah. limiter, something yeah. that's going to basically, yeah. it's going to lower your peaks and then raise all your, like, and raise everything that's lower. Yeah. That's what a limiter does. Oh, that sounds great. That's but insane. Any, anyway, I think the S9 is great for, for most stuff. Well, why can't they make a scratch, like a scratch... You know, mixer like that. It's uh, been it's been like I've heard literally just, decades and decades of the fucking same old shit. Where it's like every scratch mixer sucks. Well, it's just because like sound oh, sonically. Sound, yeah, yeah, it's because I mean it's because it's a cost effective thing. You know, you got there's a big jump between one USB port and two USB ports. That's why things get so expensive. And then you think of all the other bells and whistles on there. And then, so where are they going to cut costs, you know? Right. They're going to try to make it sound as good as possible without it costing you five grand. But, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. How much is an S9 right now? There's another one. 1700 1700 So then it would be up How to like How much is a Pioneer 2000? Uh, like two Gs. So $500 difference. $2,200. What to hmm. that? What do you mean, like a 900 Yeah, the new one. A 900 2200 Is it yeah. 2000 Yeah. It's and then the S9 is 16 17 So, $500 jump there, buddy. I mean, I'm not, I have no issues with the 900 I guess that's the reason why a lot of these nightclubs in Vegas, they don't use the S9 as often. I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't blame them, but a lot of places when they switch over, they're like, oh, yeah, we should have done this a long time ago. But I do get it. I, I love, I like standard. For a long time, I just used the 900 Even when... Rain was king. I still use the 900 just because I liked being able to be flexible for the venue, like come right, in right. and not have to like root, or root stuff around too much, right. you know? So I'll play in whatever you got. And then I'd bring like a MIDI pad or something. Wait, Scoot, I got a question. What are you using right now as far as a laptop? I just got a 2015. That was my big upgrade. I used to have a 2012, 2013 laptop. I, I won't go up to the bigger ones because they're just not designed for what we do. So you tried the new ones and you returned it? I tried my friend's new one and I was like, this is not going to work for me. It was so hot in my hands just using it normally Yeah. that I'm like, if I edit, and I, we got this program where you can check the temperature, internal temperature, and it was 
like almost 200 like on the jump and i'm like this is not gonna this is not gonna work for me like if we're outside and it's 80 Mm -hmm. like this is this is gonna be uncontrollable it doesn't have a fan to blow through it yeah and that's Mm -hmm. the problem really i think at least for us that's why they made it thinner right yeah well it's lighter it's thinner it's faster i mean this is let's be realistic it's a much faster like pro like computer to run programs but it's just for what we do also that the connection that goes out it doesn't magnet in i mean it could just fall out yeah. Like it doesn't magnet in. There's nothing holding it there. So it's mm-hmm. as easy as like a barely a little tip and that's it. Your power goes out. Everything goes out. It stops everything. It's just, it, to me, it just, it did all kinds of like red flags for what we, for what we do as of right now. Like I have no problem picking it up if it, if there was some kind of way we could, am I giving you anxiety right now? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was the coffee. <clears throat> Whew. Yeah, I'm actually yeah, curious. I'll let you know how it goes tonight. I'm actually curious. I'm going to hit you up maybe like in a, in a few weeks and, and see if you're going to go back to a 2015. I have my other one with me right now. You do? Because all my production stuff's on the old one. Because never you did that shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't even, I kept the computer, but I don't use it to DJ. Did you have the problem? Was it the was it the pools or the, was it, it was just the pools. general? Yeah, the pool. Anything outdoor. Yeah. yeah. It just yeah. shut off. I but, heard the same thing happens when it's cold too. Yeah, like the anything temperature based. Some snow DJs didn't yeah. work for them either. <laughs> snow DJs, snow crazy. DJs. I was playing in Montreal one time, and the needle froze to the record while it was spinning. Shut up. Wow. Mm-hmm. That sounds crazy. They had four heaters on my laptop. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was cool. the needle froze to the record. Mm-hmm. Just well, the and f- the music stopped. The fact that you had you were bold enough to even bring turntables in the cold. That's crazy. Well, I heard the last time uh, it was like Mastercraft was playing the week before, and they were on CDJs, and their CDJs shut down. I mean, Montreal is cold. That's cold. That's wild. Is there anything else we want to touch on? Pause. Two cent merch coming out this month. <laughs> a couple <of> stickers. <laughs> well, yeah. Nine a.m. Monday. Ayo, um, Scooter, Four Color Zach. Thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Big shout to DJ City. Really appreciate y'all coming through. Man. Thank you. Man. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you guys. E2.com slash road podcast. Subscribe, like, and comment. Hit the little ring a bell so you can get notified whenever the videos come up. Is that it? Yeah. Peace. Yep.